Hello, sports fans. Welcome to Bold Sports. This is Steve. And Matt. We will be discussing all Pittsburgh sports from Steelers to Penguins and Pirates with some talk on local colleges, and we may have a rare look at Whippeal. Tune in each week at Sorgatron Media for Bold Sports. Hey, folks. Welcome to another episode of Bold Sports. Matt and I are here tonight on episode 108. We're going to call this the Stargill episode because... Eight. Willie Stargell. The most synonymous eight in Pittsburgh ever. Ever? Ever. Not Tommy Maddox? I mean, he was an eight. He's not the most synonymous eight. Yeah, well. Mark Recky. Recky was an eight. You are correct on that one. Okay. The greatest eight in Pittsburgh was Willie Stargell. Willie Stargell, yeah. I mean, he's a Hall of Famer. He's a little before my time. Just kind of... I'm just kind of going like, okay, Boomer, on your ass a little bit. I'm, I didn't mean to, because you're not really that much older than I am. I'm not. I'm like, you're but so like, older. I remember, yet, I, I, I remember Willie being like the first base coach for the Braves. I remember Willie playing. I don't really remember. Briefly. I know I saw him play. Like I, I have the stub to prove that I was there, but I don't, don't remember much. I was, you know, like four months old. Yeah, I remember Willie playing briefly. Um, and again, of course, like you said, first base coach for the for the Braves, yeah, uh, and whatnot. And I knew where all his like marks were around like the stadium where he hit balls. Oh yeah, we, we sat up oh. in those seats a lot. Oh yeah, I said, oh I I went ahead the one day and and um, I remember going to the game. It was like Buck Night, and huh. my mom and I were like, and she's like, "You want to go find Willie seats?" I'm like, "Yeah, I want to go find Willie seats." Because there was like four gold seats in the 600 level mm-hmm. at, you know, Three River Stadium of where he hit balls to. So we're like, let's go find all the Willie seats. Yeah. And we did. You know? Because they were all marked in gold, which was awesome. Did you ever see an upper deck home run at that stadium? Uh, 1994 All-Star game, Ken Griffey Jr. That doesn't count. Like, not batting practice. Like, <laughs> like game, game play, um, upper decker. Live, no. On TV, yes. I was there when Glenn Allen Hill did it against us. I, for, I think he played for, like, the someone blue. It was either Cubs or the Blue Jays. Okay. It wouldn't have been the Blue Jays. No, was, there was interleague. Well, there was interleague, interleague yeah, in the late 90s. Yeah. Um, um, yeah, it could have been the Cubs. I don't remember. I don't know. We should look that up later. Um, yeah. You know, no, talk, lot, talking about Willie Stargell and the number eight, like, you think upper deckers, you think big big flies. Um, you know, he had a long career. He did have a long career. I have those numbers right here, actually. And I was sitting there looking, I'm like, number eight, and I pulled, like, Pirates all-time great number eight. So I'm like, of course, it's Willie fucking Stargell. And Willie Stargell was 1962 to 1983. Okay. All right. Um, before that, it really doesn't matter because we weren't thought of. Um, but I'll just go with um, Dick Brown, 1960 World Series, uh, war number eight. Dick Brown? Yeah. Don't know who he was. Uh, or Barone, B-A-R-O-N-E. Yeah, Barone? Yeah. Barone? Yeah. That's like, like the last um, name of the characters on Everybody Loves Raymond. Okay. Don't you, don't you know that? Yeah, actually, now that you say he's that, not, not, he's not Ray <laughs> Romano on the show. Yeah, right? Ray Barone. Yeah, right. Yeah. Um, now you right. say that, thanks. Um, <laughs> and then uh, it shows uh, Willie Stargell, nineteen sixty-two, and that uh, must have been uh, 
early because there was a coot veal also in 1962. Got love that coot. That wore um, number eight. So I'm wondering if coot veal was the beginning of the season and really was a late call-up. Because then 1963 on, it was really Stargell from 1963 to 83. Uh, war number eight for the Hold Pirates for those 20 years. That's a good one. Um, after, and honestly, no one after really Stargell for the Pirates war number eight because it wasn't given out and it was retired very shortly afterwards. Um, so after really Stargell, nobody wore number eight for the Pirates after that. I, I don't know exactly when that number was retired. Um but I'm sure it wasn't given out for a few years. Then yeah. It was, then it was just retired completely. So I, I mean, it's the kind of thing. He was the first ballot Hall of Famer. So yeah, definitely. You was. know, the team doesn't need to be bound by the five year rule. No. And they can they can do whatever they want with it. They might not like formalize it until he's in or in Can Cooperstown. Yeah. But um, yeah. I mean, it doesn't matter. It was his number for you know since like a long, long time ago. So uh, before the Beatles, man, like. Before the Beatles played on Ed Sullivan, did you ever did you ever meet Pops? No, you never met him. Never met him. I met him as a kid. Were you swimming in the pool with like him and Bruno? No, 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 <laughs> no, 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 not at all, not at all. Um, Bruno or Sam Martino lives in my grandmother's neighborhood. God damn it! But <laughs> but no, uh, I met him as a kid. Uh, it was at like a function. It was like at one of those like Pirates Fest or something like that. Mm-hmm. Um. You know, and my grandfather was like, this is really Stargell. He was the greatest first baseman to ever play for the Pirates. He was two World Series championships. And I'm standing there like, hello, Mr. Stargell. Can you please sign my, can you please sign my whatever? And he's like, yeah, kid, whatever. And he signs it. And he's like, you're teaching your grandson well. You know, <laughs> and that's what it was. Nice. Um, my latest uh, Stargell um, uh, thing was, is a few years ago when they were honoring the 79 team. Mm-hmm. Uh, what year anniversary was that? It's been 40 years. It's been 40 years now. Maybe it was the 71 team. Here or there. Yeah. It was within the last five years that uh, Willie Stargell's wife... Mm-hmm. Uh, was staying at a hotel downtown, and it, oh, it was Willie Stargell bobblehead night. Okay, that's what it was because I have his bobblehead. Um, I didn't go to the game. I was bartending uh, at a place I used to work, and Willie Stargell's wife was in there before dinner and with other people and so forth. And I waited on them and uh, was serving them. And uh, I got to meet Willie Stargell's wife. I was like, oh, it's awesome. I was like, you know, and she's, oh yeah, where's the great guy? Da, 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 and People were talking about it, and she said, she goes, are you able to go to the game? She goes, I have an extra ticket or two. I said, I'm not able to go. I'm working until, like, midnight. Mm. And she's like, uh, that's okay. I says, but I love a bobblehead. And she goes, if I have an extra one, I'll bring you one back. Well, at, like, 11 o'clock at night, Willie mm. Stargell's wife nice. came walking back in and handed me a bobblehead. Willie Stargell bobblehead, which I have on top of my uh, uh uh, thing out there in the dining room. I don't know what that's called. Yeah, you can find them if you walk around. I mean, you can find them. <laughs> I mean, you know, people don't like always want them, and they just yeah. leave them there. Yeah, well, there's the guys on the on the uh, outside the stadiums on the bobblehead nights that like will like pay you like ten bucks, mm-hmm. like for your bobblehead. And Amanda's like, I couldn't get to a game, and there's a bobblehead I wanted, and she was like, 
working or whatnot, but she went down and like saw these guys on the bridge and said, Hey, I'll give you twenty for that. And they're like, uh, okay. <laughs> you yeah, know. That's what that's what has paid for one. Oh yeah. I, mean, right I told him not to, but he's like, I'm uh, <laughs> but yeah, I mean it's uh, that'd be rude. That makes it weird because Hess has bought it for me. So oh, that's funny. But yeah, uh, but no. So I so I got a Willie Stargell bobblehead from Willie Stargell's wife. Well, that's cool. Which was quite awesome. Yeah, and that was a few years ago. Uh, I'm probably thinking four, four or five now at this point. But yeah. So uh, so Mr. Matt, we'll go move on to the Penguins right now for the number eight. What do you got? Uh, Mark Recchi. Anybody else? Do we have... No. Is, does there need to be anyone else? I mean... Is there anyone cooler than Mark Recchi to wear the number eight? The for wrecking, any team? The Wrecking Ball was amazing. Um, so we'll start from before we were born till current. Uh, Val Fontaine. Uh, Jim Wiley. Rick Kehoe. Okay. That's a good one right there. I yeah. mean, he only... Played for the team and ended up coaching the team and was a scout for the team and everything else. Uh, Hatlin Mohan, Dave Schultz, Mike Meeker, mm-hmm. Bob Stewart, Dave Burrows, or Burrows, sorry, Randy Boyd, Tim O'Regan, uh, Pateri Alito, Terry Rusk- Ruskowski, uh, Perry Gonchar. Mark Recchi, Brian Smolinski, Kevin mm. Miller, Gary Valk, Bobby Dulles, Hans Johansson, Matt Bradley, Andrew Hutchinson, and currently Mr. Brian Dumoulin. Okay, well, what, didn't Gary Valk like score a big goal against the Penguins? He did in like a playoff series. He did. I when think he played for Toronto. Uh, Maple Leaves. Or was it? Was he on that Islanders team? You know what? No, that was David Volick. That was Volick. But was... there was a Volk that did something to us that, that yeah. haunts me. I think it was with Toronto. I can't remember. Uh, but yeah, yeah. But anyway, like I forgot that guy even played for us. So yeah, but Mark Recchi, the wrecking ball, is what you and I circumvent number eight for the Penguins. Uh, That's the for... one. Currently, Brian, Brian Dumoulin, who is on the uh, IR yeah, right like now. So many, so many great, great players are on the IR right now. Yeah, the the, the Penguins are decimated with in, injury bullshit, um, but still doing pretty okay. Still doing pretty okay. They're maintaining their their position, mm-hmm. which is what all we can ask them to do. Yeah, without some great players not playing right now, we're gonna know a little bit later. Um, so number eight for the Steelers, of course, you mentioned Mr. Tommy Maddox. Uh, you know he played five years for us? Mm. It seemed longer. It seemed longer? Yeah. I really only remember him for like two, three years. 01 to 05. Uh, yeah, because I get... All right, so... He has a Super Bowl ring as a I backup. Mean, he, yeah, he earned us the right to draft Ben Roethlisberger that one year. He got injured. No, we drafted Ben Roethlisberger. Because they went 6-10. and 10. Yeah. And then we drafted Ben Roethlisberger, and then after, in the middle of game one, yeah, 
against Baltimore, he went out with some fucked up elbow injury. Yeah, but I'm talking about then, the year before when he got injured in like the Titans game, uh, and they had to like take him off on a stretcher, and we had like, do we, we still have Kent Graham? Oh, or God. Cordell, or like who the hell was the backup? Nah, I was like, and, yeah, and they, Cordell was they gone, were, in and that it point. was six and ten. And that's how that's how they earned the the right to draft a, a guy who they thought would you know back up Maddox for a year. Um, ended up you know being thrust into the first game and starting every game since, except for the numerous games in which he's been injured, including two thirds of the present Steelers season. So thanks for bringing me back to that. Right. Um, anyway. Yeah, but Tommy Maddox. <laughs> I mean, he was the uh, MVP of the XFL, and that's he what was. got him back into football. That's what got him looked. At. Yeah, and then he he because he was the number one draft pick uh, by Denver. He was supposed mm. to be Elway's heir apparent. Well, uh, and that ended up not happening. We talked a lot about Elway yesterday, or, or I'm sorry, last, last week. week. Um, I, I I like cryo sleep between tapings. So right, okay. <laughs> it seems like just day to day thing, right? Um, but anyway, yeah. So you know, John Elway brings us Tommy Maddox, brings us Ben Roethlisberger. So we go to seven, eight to seven. If if that means anything to you, like you might want to play that number seven, eight, seven. You know, uh, do you remember a guy by the name of Everett Fisher? No, I hope you don't, because he was in nineteen forty. Same with Joseph Yurk. Some, some someday I'm gonna like like slip up and admit that I'm secretly reincarnated like gambler from the nineteen forties. I'm like I know that guy. Joseph, Yurk, I had his knees whacked. Joseph Yurk was also in the forties. And uh, somebody that just they just have Deluca in nineteen thirty five. Just just Deluca. Yeah. Hey Deluca, get in the play, right? <laughs> Wrap them up, Deluca. How about your all time players here? We'll give you the all time from this is from uh, which page? Bleacher Report that I use for what Bleacher Report says is the all time number eights. Okay. Um, they're going with. Uh, Timu Solane, Anaheim Ducks. Good one. Uh, currently, uh, he played 19 seasons in the NHL. And uh, top scorers in the league. He did win a cup on his last season. Mm. Um, and he retired at 41 year old. 40, 41 years old. Um, other notable number eights. Uh, Troy Aikman. That's a that's a solid notable three time Super Bowl winner. Yeah, I don't know why they didn't lead with that. Shit, because <laughs> Cowboys are boring. Nobody likes the Cowboys. <laughs> Aikman's like a boring announcer, and they had a boring offense that was mostly just like post routes and handing off to Emmett Smith. How about Steve Young? Steve Young was fun. Steve Steve Young was fun, and his Super Bowl win was when he like absolutely absolutely like curb stomped the uh, Chargers in a game that should have been the Steelers' turn to get yeah. to get stomped. Yeah, and we might have dodged a bullet there. Exactly. <laughs> uh, and then how about um, they got Alex Ovechkin, the Great Eight? Never heard of him. Never heard of him. Well, what's he do? He plays hockey for this team in Washington. They any good? A little bit. A little yeah. <laughs> I'm just kidding, of course. Everyone knows Ovechkin, uh, you know. So here's one that this website didn't mention. Antoine which, Walker. <laughs> which I'm, I'm really weird that I, I really, I need to start using a different website because they didn't mention this. And I just re- remember this off the top of my head. It sounds like you're using some biased shit, man. And a guy that we watched growing up, uh, Cal Jr. Oh, yeah. 
Cal Jr. was number yeah, I was thinking. I was thinking that um, like, Cal Jr. was number eight. Yeah, this, like, must, this must be some like anti-Baltimore. I don't know. Bias, yeah. I, I mean, that was just um, that's well. Yeah, I mean, that's you know, I, I I didn't say anything, but I, I felt in my gut that like you were going to say him eventually. Yeah, um, uh, it wasn't on that site that I used, but I'm well, like Cal Jr. is number eight. I that's mean, why it pays to remember stuff. Yeah, two one. Don't, <laughs> listen, kids out there, don't just rely on the internet to be your memory. No, use your like, fucking use memory. The memory. You have use your brain. And also, like, supplement it with stuff on the internet that's not as important to memorize. Matt, what'd you have for lunch yesterday? I don't remember. Exactly, but you remember Cal Jr. was number but, eight. And, yeah, but, like, sadly, what I had for lunch yesterday is not on the internet. <laughs> exactly. But, uh, yeah, Cal Jr., number eight with Baltimore uh, Orioles. Um, and, uh, you know, I, I, I always told you, we've talked about this before, I always remember 2131 mm. was the number he had to beat for Lou Gehrig's yeah. Ironman streak. And... You know, uh, hell of a player, uh, you know, hell of a guy. I met him once, you know, and it was at a signing thing, you know. Um, but, yeah, cool dude. Um, who was number eight for the Yankees? Because all those single digits are retired. Yeah. Who the fuck was number eight for the Yankees? I, I don't know. I, I, I don't know either off the top of my head. Call Chris. Uh, <laughs> or just look it up. Or just look it up. Yeah, don't call Chris. Uh, but he'll remember yeah. that shit. Yeah. No, he'll remember it and go off on like a two-hour tangent. And, yeah, and, if he's awake. <laughs> no, he's awake. Uh. <laughs> it's a matter of condition. He's awakened. Uh, but but no. Um, yeah. So there's some great number eights there. Go ahead. But of course, we're just gonna dub this the Willie Stargell episode because we're in Pittsburgh and this is a Pittsburgh sports uh, spot here. So, and as I say that, I'm going to lead into the PGA Tour, which is really nothing with Pittsburgh sports, but this past weekend... But Pittsburgh is in America. Pittsburgh is in America, and the Americans, the U.S. team, won the President's Cup at Royal Melbourne Course in Australia, 16-14. to 14. Uh, Tiger was the captain, as well as a player in this, because he used his captain's pick on himself. Yeah. Not a bad pick, my friend. Nice. Not a bad pick yeah, at all. He, he was Tiger. He was Tiger. Um, you know, Tiger was in true Tiger dominant fashion uh, during this tournament. Um, the U.S. has only lost one President's Cup, and that was in 1998, which also happened to be at Royal Melbourne. Mm. Uh, this uh, it's a match play tournament. Uh, it's left that uh, it has a lot of top players. You have to be a top player in the world to play in this and then there's captain's picks so like Bruce Kepka was injured mm-hmm. uh, so they so Tiger picked Ricky Fowler mm-hmm. um, I believe Tony Finau was a captain's pick he didn't perform too well but he did win uh, one match uh, which is good um, and this tournament brings up talks of more match play tournaments throughout the PGA Tour season uh, and for those of you that aren't golfers out there, uh, match play is very, very fun to watch as well as to play. Um, because you don't necessarily have to make par or birdie on the hole. You have to beat the other guy you're playing with. Yeah. Uh, and also in these tournaments, they do the four-man, uh, which is uh, you send uh, force them out and you take the best score. So you have Two U.S. guys and two international guys, and you take the best score in the hole, mm-hmm. um, and that wins the hole. Then you have the 
um, best ball. Mm-hmm. So you have, uh, you know, b- both guys tee off, mm-hmm. and they pick the best drive. Then the second shot, they pick the best second shot. And then they pick the best whatever, and ultimately that ends up in a super negative score. Yeah, uh, they have the alternate shot, whereas um, the alternate shot, uh, you have one guy tee off, and then uh, the you know the next guy on the team, you know. The next guy plays the ball, mm. and so they alternate each shot all the way in. That actually ultimately comes down into pretty much like a normal golf match. It mm. doesn't end up being a super low negative score uh, to say. And then the final round is singles, yeah. where you're just playing man on man. And the final day, uh, which was late Saturday night here in the States, early Sunday morning, um, was the singles, and um, that's where the U.S. went in and kind of used the term earlier, curb stomped the international team. Uh, well, it's just so okay. So it's like they're because it's just the singles. It's like um, there's so many results that could come in. Oh yeah, like on either side, or they can they can they can tie. Oh yeah, they so tie, they, no, they, there's you know, a lot of tied holes. So however many, yeah, but I mean, like however many matches are going on at one time, like you, you start to think of these scenarios. I mean, it, it, like who is like poised to win is going to change more rapidly on the final day, like as a result of the format. Um, so yeah, like if you were hanging out Saturday and like you know, college football is kind of taking a step back. You know, this weekend we had we had Army Navy. Um, pretty much everyone else is resting up for their bowl games and, um, which are, you know, right around the corner. Um, you know, so it's kind of like not a big sports night. You wouldn't think they do the Heisman trophy presentation, like just, you know, that president's cup, that was some good drama and that was way better than, you know, watching the coronation, nothing against Joe Burrow. Um, but he got like the biggest margin ever of votes. So it was like, you know, watching a blowout basically, but the golf wasn't a blowout cause it could have been tied. Like, there's a scenario, like, up until, like, I don't know, I was watching until about 11.15, I'd say, Saturday night, before it was all, like, settled. Oh, yeah. And, uh, you know, there there was a scenario where it could have finished tied, and, like, what would they have done if they if they had finished tied? They'd keep playing. Okay. Uh, until it got to the darkness point. And then would they come back tomorrow, or would they like have it end in a tie? And no, it wouldn't end in a tie. They would come back tomorrow, and and, and I, I think at that point is where they would take their, the the captains get to pick, because uh, like okay, so the U.S. Open, if it ends in a tie, the U.S. Open is a full eighteen hole playoff, mm-hmm. to where like if the Masters ends in a tie, it's, um. They play 18 again, they play 18 again, and then they play 16, 17, 18 again. Yeah. And then each tournament has its own. Most of them are play 18 again until somebody fucks up, essentially. Mm -hmm. Uh, I think in the tournaments like the President's Cup and the uh, Ryder Cup, I think the captains get to pick. I want to say it's a whole 18-hole playoff, but the captains get to pick. Like who's going to play or whatever. Um, but yeah, it's definitely interesting. And, and, you know, match play itself, uh, is awesome. Oh, and 
Wow, that's really cool. Uh, we're kind of sitting here watching ESPN as we normally do, and it's National Leather Letter of Intent Day for the high school athletes to sign letters of intent to college. And Emmett Smith's son uh, signed to Stanford. It appears so. Yeah, he's uh, wearing a hat with a tree on it. So. Yeah, that would be Stanford. Uh, and he had the hats in front of him to pick, which was Georgia, Texas A&M, Ohio State, and Florida. Appears to be Florida. And uh, it's turned backwards. But it's that's, turned backwards because Emmett Smith. Shade of blue. Emmett Smith Smith's involved. So yeah, let's, let's got, call it Florida. Let's call it Florida. Uh, and he picked Stanford. So, well, Stanford's better school than any of those other schools. For smarts, yes. Pretty well, you know, isn't that important? <laughs> it is very important. I mean, it, it's a nice campus, and, uh, you know, the Pac-12 is not, like, the most relevant conference these days. Um, but, you know, you play in the Rose Bowl, maybe. Um, you do get seen by the, the pros. I mean, look at Christian McCaffrey. I mean, he's tearing it up in, in fantasy, certainly, if not in the actual NFL playoffs. But, um, you know... Good, good for Emmett Smith's son. Whatever we didn't, we didn't get his name. Um, really, only really knew what was going on because, well, hey, look, it's Emmett Smith. It is true because it's Emmett Smith, and he doesn't seem to be using his just for men. <laughs> Are you saying he's graying? I mean, his beard is weird. Is what I'm saying. I mean, mine's weird. Well, you know, I won't. I won't. Uh, I won't peer pressure you like Keith Hernandez might were he here. Um, but maybe, you know, just, you know, it's out there. I would never use that stuff. It sounds like a waste. Thank you. And Thank you, look, you. you look very dignified. And, I do. You know, a little salt and pepper as I stroke my beard. So, Matt, what's going on in all the soccers? Okay, so big big news this weekend is that the world championship is taking place. Have you heard about this? I've heard about the World Championship, and this is where last year, about this time, we were talking about it, um, where, was it last year, it was like Tottenham and... Um, no, you're thinking of the Champions League. Okay. That's European Championship. Now, there's actually a tournament above that that they call the FIFA Club World Cup, but um, it used to be called like the Intercontinental Cup, and it's basically the winners of all the different regions, so like... Liverpool, having won last year's Champions League, they get slotted into the semis. But it's a six-team tournament. Um, it's a huge hassle. Like Liverpool actually had to send their youth squad to play a game in the League Cup in their in their place because they had to fly to Doha to play two matches. Hopefully, um, they they beat Monterey from Mexico in their semifinal, and now they're going to play Flamenco, who is from Brazil. Rio, I want to say. So you've got Liverpool versus a Brazilian team, Flamenco. Um, how did they get to that point? There, there was a team from New Caledonia representing Oceania, and there were two teams from Asia, uh, one from Saudi Arabia and one from the host country. Um, and then, yeah, we had our Liverpool and Monterey representing North America. And, um, yeah, that's about it. And it's like a, it's a big hassle, you know. Liverpool's been complaining about how many games they have to play. Um, that's that's part of being the best, you know. You know, w- wouldn't you want to put the best teams out there to play the whole time? It's just, yeah, but it's just not like I don't know a lot of 
diehard soccer fans who get really excited about the Club World Cup. Um, it's on FS2, I found out today. I only found out because I looked at a screenshot on a tweet and like blew it up to see the little like icon Logo. on the screen. I was like, oh, yeah. I get that channel. Um as as far like the game was on around like noon like it, like I said it's being played in the Middle East so it's not like you know Australia levels of like time yeah. offset but it's so you know, Middle East puts in what twelve hours something like that yeah so ten, ten hours twelve hours so look look for the Liverpool versus Flamenco on TV Liverpool sounds like they're really trying to like go for it um, even though they're not thrilled about being there but it'll it'll be I don't think they've ever won it before. So that's another thing to add to their impressive trophy case. So uh, we're preparing for, what, another Men's World Cup year, right? It will be in 2022. 2022. Yeah. Not 2020. But, but, but Doha, like, and just Qatar in general, like, they're hosting that World Cup in 22. Yeah. So they're hosting this as sort of like a pre-pre-dress like, uh, okay. rehearsal. Right. And then next year is the Confederations Cup. Which is sort of a similar concept to the Club World Cup, but it's like national teams, you know. So they take like the best national team from each region, plus one from the host country. Oh no, Coughlin! Yeah, that's bad. We'll talk about that here in a little bit. But wow, you can't be making calls from up there in the booth. That's not how it works. Well, well, Jacksonville's. Remember when they were supposed to be like the next? Yeah. Yeah. So anyway, Tom Tom Coughlin is fired as you know personnel guy at, at Jacksonville. Um, sounds sounds like they're gonna have to tear it down and rebuild because nobody wants to be there. Aw, Garrett Cole. What? Yeah. Sorry, we're 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 sitting here watching Sports Center and some stuff comes across. Okay, so here's, here's a highlight of the Liverpool that I was talking about. So, you know, that's, that's oh, the that's go-ahead a, goal. That was a pretty... That's, yeah, that's 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 Roberto Firmino. Um, that's a know, pretty weak goal, if you ask me. Well, I mean, Liverpool's pretty good. They can get away with, with trash goals every now and then. <laughs> um, but it was a good pass. You know, it's it's not easy to get a ball to a guy's feet in that area of the box like it's much more likely that they would like go for a header yeah try to like lift the ball over some defenders um have like a couple guys crashing um but there was pretty clear that you know there was one option and one option only and they they hooked it up and it worked so i i say that's a good goal um and that was enough to to win their game like nobody if you're not a Liverpool fan, like you're not amped about the world, the Club World Cup in the same way you would be about a Champions League final, right? Um, there's more build up to the Champions League, like the basically the Club World Cup is like a team from South America versus a team from Europe every year, like the the club the clubs in North America, Asia, like you know the Pacific Ocean, like this, these areas do not like form clubs that are as talented as the ones in Europe. I mean, Europe is kind of like what the birthplace of soccer, right? So precisely, y- you would you would expect that they would be really, really fucking good at it. Well, yeah, I and, mean, and like it's, it's like having, you know, like you you would think the Americans would be really, really good at baseball. Yeah, but yet they sometimes have, we lose the World Baseball Classic. To sometimes places we lose in Asia. In that Asia, have also gotten good at it. Yeah, who's also gotten good at it, and also uh, a lot of the islands. 
mm-hmm. like the Dominican Republic and yeah. stuff like that. They've Curacao, Curacao. For I mean, sure. they, they they're Team Netherlands in the in the like the World Baseball Classic. Yeah. Um, but that's an interesting thing. Like the the teams from New Caledonia, um, that, that made this tournament. Like, it's a Pacific island. It's like got like some independence, but it's it's also par- considered part of like the French like republic, like you know. In, in some sort of arrangement. It's like a Commonwealth or whatever type deal. So, like, they actually got to play in the French Cup earlier that, that year. Um, like, like they got to actually, like, go to France and, like, play in, like, their version of the, uh, like, Open Cup. Okay? And then they go back and play their domestic season, and they win the league, and they advance to, like, their region's Champions League, and they win that... And then they get to go to the Middle East to play against so, like yeah. So there's a lot. So the so world. in the European leagues, there's a lot more like cup breaks and stuff like that than there is in say the USL with the Riverhounds, where they only have like yes the USL Cup. The US Open Cup is the only cup tournament that, yeah. that there is for USL. Um, if you were in MLS, there would be a, a, a ch- well actually even like okay. So there's the Concacaf Champions League. Which takes four teams from North America, like one of one of like no, it's like yeah, four four teams from the U.S. qualify, and it's like the MLS winner from the previous year, the like regular season supporter shield winner, which is their version of the President's Trophy. Um, so the, they get in, and then like the other conference champion and the winner of the Open Cup, and they would be in a Champions League where they would play teams from like Mexico. And Costa Rica and Honduras and you know Cuba, like the our like Concacaf North America Caribbean region, and then you would also have the Open Cup. So there's like actually three competitions going on at the same time. In England, like you've got four. If if you're in the Champions League or the Europa League, like one or the other, there's one, and then you've got the domestic league that you're in, and then they have a football association cup, which is like every team on on down to pub teams. And then there's a smaller and less important League Cup, which is just, like, the top four divisions. Okay. So, yeah, like, you, like Liverpool is right now playing in five competitions because you had the Club World Cup, which is only a weekend. But technically speaking, like, they had, like, now, do these, five comps now, do going these, on. Now, do these cups count as points? In their regular, no, no. So just no, and just that's that. interesting. It's interesting that you bring that up because the NBA is talking about making an in-season, like single elimination tournament to like supplement the regular season, and they're and they're tossing around the idea of like making it be worth points in the standings. So if you like win their yeah. little mini tournament, you might be able to like boost yourself into a playoff spot, or you might be able to like vault from like. You know, a, 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 a five to seed, seed to a two seed or something, or a ten to an eight. Yeah, to get in. Okay. You know, so it'd, it'd be like something that like may, maybe it would allow like teams like the Lakers to sort of like not care as much about the tournament, but teams that are kind of marginal, like on the bubble, like could really, you Which know, the Lakers are on fire right now. Right. We don't but, we don't talk a lot of NBA on here, but because you're talking about the in season tournaments, right. like. In soccer, they... We can squeeze in some NBA tonight, I'm in sure. In soccer, the tournaments, like, they don't count for anything other than the trophy. Like, they're not going to help you in the standings. One year, um, Wigan won the FA Cup in England and then got relegated from the Premier League in the same season. Like, they, they, already, they were already pretty sure they were going down 
and they just started like throwing all their like heart and energy and training effort into winning these cup games and it ended up working out for them they they went to Wembley and I think they had already secured their demotion and they went to Wembley and and beat someone else like from the top flight and and won the cup all right so um, question for you Mr. Soccer um hit me MLS team new coming into the MLS yeah next year or the year after I want to say next year Mm -hmm. I want to say we already had a new LA MLS team come in right yeah LAFC LAFC and then there's the Galaxy yeah right right, charter um, member the Galaxy okay does um, Sacramento have a team already or no no alright so I want to say I think it's Sacramento don't hold me 100% uh, of a new MLS team coming into the league. I want to say it's Sacramento. Okay. Um, heard, I heard from a pretty reliable source that the new team coming in California, like I said, I want to say it's Sacramento, but um, has a local connection um, that is, is going to be a big funder okay. of that. In Sacramento. So, I mean, you could probably just Google new MLS team or MLS expansion uh, on there. Uh, so while you Google that, and we'll check that out on the back side of the break here, uh, we are going to go ahead and take a break right now, and we'll be right back, and we're going to Google that information on the new MLS team coming in. And as long as that, that lines up with what I heard, uh, we'll go ahead and talk about it for a quick second. But in the meantime, folks... Uh, on this break, listen to what our friends at Sorgatron Media Studios in Beachview have going on with shows that, uh, you know, they host our podcast as well as several others, uh, like Awesome Cast, which is always great to listen to. They're going on a holiday break here, uh, as well as most of the podcasts are going on a holiday break. Matt and I got to figure out if we're doing a holiday break or not because the holidays kind of really don't, they, they kind of fit our schedule. So <laughs> we'll see what's up. All right, folks, in the meantime, we'll be right back after these few short messages. Do you like professional wrestling? Want your discussions? No holds barred. Check out WrestlingMayhemShow.com for all the wrestling podcast flavor you can handle. All right, folks, and we're back here for our second segment at Bold Sports, episode 108, the Stargell episode. Uh, And after uh, conferring here a little bit uh, on the interwebs, it is Sacramento that is getting an expansion um, MLS team. Um, Not until 22. 22. 2022. Uh, and when I say our local connection, um, and the source I have is a pretty good source, um, that Mr. Ron Burkle, who is, uh, you know, a main owner of the Penguins, uh, yeah. is going to be the main owner in that MLS team. So congratulations to him, and uh, we'll see what goes on out there. Uh, with the MLS soccer, and uh, if we can get the Riverhounds doing some shit, maybe we can get an MLS team here, and the Riverhounds can move up to MLS. And uh, yeah, I know, I know, I know. Here's, here's the deal with that. So <laughs> the city of Pittsburgh getting... doesn't support the Riverhounds enough as it is. Well, no, that's not what I'm going to say. <laughs> the, what I'm going to say is that the the MLS like apparently isn't going to expand anymore. After, like, they, they just awarded a franchise to Charlotte. Right, we were just um, talking about that. So you've, you've got Miami coming online in the Eastern Conference um, starting Charlotte. next season. And then in 2021, you're going to get Charlotte and Austin. And then in 2022, you're going to get St. Louis and Sacramento. And Sacramento. 
And then, like, apparently they say they're done. They'll have 30 teams. Should MLS have more than 30 teams? I would say probably not. 32, maybe. I, I think they should try to see how big they can grow it at 30. Like, baseball doesn't even have more than 30 teams, and they've been playing that sport in this country on a high level for, like, 150 years. So... Let's maybe just cool it with the MLS expansion. That being said, like, there's a reason Pittsburgh didn't even, like, dip its toe in the water. Like, they were dangling expansion MLS teams out for the past, like, 15 years. And Pittsburgh Ooh. Pittsburgh never made a bid for it. Like, we're good where we're at. Like, we, you know, we have an ownership group that, you know, seems interested in growing what they have, like, within the confines of, like, what it is. Yeah. Um, and that's, and you know what? And, hey, you know what? Uh, the hounds have been growing every year. Um, exactly, we've we've been doing this now. What we're on our third season of football, which makes our third season of soccer. Uh, we're on 108 episodes, so that's yeah. definitely over two years. You know, so we're at. Um, you know, we've watched the hounds grow from, you know, bit missing the playoffs to making the playoffs and losing a first round game to. Making the playoffs, blowing out a first round game, getting in the semifinals, and losing in that before they got to the finals. Mm-hmm. So next year we should think that they should make the finals, yeah, the, the conference finals. That is right. Um, you know, hopefully they get further. But here or there, um, before we get into the NCAA bowl season, which is upon us, um, and I'll pull the full bowl schedule for that. Um, or Matt, if you could pull that up for the full bowl schedule. I'll piggyback I have, off of that. I have the um, the game that I never... I'll, I'll fill out my bracket while we talk about them. Heard. Uh, but in the meantime, though, we were just talking about Letter of Intent Day um, and whatnot. So I just wanted to pull the pick guys right now. Mm-hmm. Um, that signed Letter of Intent to the University of Pittsburgh. We have a guy, uh, Dalon Hayes, local guy, Westinghouse. He's a um, safety and a defensive end, 6'3", 250. Uh, Israel... Ab Akandida. A B A N I K A N D A. Okay. Uh, he's out of Abraham Lincoln in Brooklyn, New York. He's 5'11, 97, 197 pounds running back. Uh, Jalen Barden uh, out of Macon, Georgia, uh, West Side. He is a wide receiver, 6'180. Branson Taylor. Uh, Ira Catholic out of Ira, Ohio, uh, offensive tackle, 6'6", 290. Uh, JV Royal, St. Thomas, Aquini. Thank you. Thank you. We finally got a guy out of St. Thomas, Aquini. Where? At Pitt. What, what, but, like, where's St. Where's Thomas, Aquini? St. Qui- Thomas, Aquini is in Fort Lauderdale, Florida. Okay. St. Thomas Aquini. So my 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 bartender partner uh, for a couple years. When I worked mm. at Eddie Malos. Uh, okay. He went to St. Thomas Aquini. He was born, and raised here in Mount Lebanon. Mm. His family moved south. His dad was a pastor, Greek church, whatever. Okay. Uh, he went to St. Thomas Aquini. St. Thomas Aquini is the high school in Florida. That has over 5,000 D1 recruits and has over 2,500 guys in the NFL over their career. Okay. So. so <laughs> well, it's good then, I guess. So, I mean, 
that doesn't mean he was his stud in high school because there's probably 10 guys ahead of him that went to Ohio State, Alabama, Florida State, Miami, and wherever else. But we got a guy out of St. Thomas and Kleinai, out of Fort Lauderdale, What's his Florida. position again? Safety. Safety, okay. He's 6'3", 185. All right. Uh, Bengali Kamara, uh, out of East. He's out of Akron, Ohio. He's signed at 6'2", 200, outside linebacker. Uh, Adian Henningham, Deerfield Beach, out of Deerfield Beach, Florida, wide receiver. We're getting some of these Florida guys, some of these Southern guys. This yeah. is good. Uh, St. Francis Academy, Baltimore, Maryland. Uh, this is Michael uh, Stayham, uh, offensive tackle, 6'6", 300. We got a guy, uh, Solomon DeShields, Millville, out of Millville, New Jersey. Outside linebacker, six foot two oh five. A.J. Roberts, Tottensville, out of Staten Island, New York. Outside linebacker, six one two ten. Uh, Hunter Sellers, uh, Woodward Academy, Atlanta, Georgia, cornerback, six foot one eighty. Uh, Emmanuel Belgrave, Miami Southridge, out of Miami, Florida. Uh, wide receiver and defensive end, six two, two nineteen. Samuel Williams, Calvary Christensen Academy, out of Fort Lauderdale, which is another stud high school in Florida. Uh, he's a wide receiver and a defensive end. 6'4", 210. Uh, Buddy Mack out of Burns, out of Duncan uh, Burns uh, Academy, out of Duncan, South Carolina. Safety, 6'1", 175. Daniel Morga, Venture College, out of Ventura, California. Tight end. Uh, hard commits. Uh, Jordan Addison uh, Tuscora out of Frederick, Maryland, 5'11", 161, wide receiver. Timothy Brown out of Palm Beach Gardens, Palm Beach, Florida. Uh, defensive tackle, uh, 6'3", 260. Transfers, Lucas Kroll, 6'7", 255, from the Gators to Pitt. Uh, and then John uh, Patrician, six foot two oh seven, from Penn State to Pitt. Uh, so that's a tight end and a safety. Uh, they're sounds transferring. Like a, that name's familiar. Is he central? Sounds like it might be a central guy. Uh, P e t r i s h e n. Sounds so familiar to me. Cue your Central Catholic database. You know I don't like have one, <laughs> but I also like don't really watch other high schools. I know. So I'm gonna say he's a central guy. He, he, well, welcome home. He looks like he, a central be guy. Be happy to have you. Yeah. There's this picture. He looks like a central guy. Oh yeah, he knows how to wear a tie. He's got a nice nice stiff collar, good good smile. <laughs> good boy. Mel, <laughs> we're so being biased right now. It's like funny. Oh, I have a story for you about Central Catholic football, Steve. Go ahead, give give it real quick. Why, real while quickly? I, while I, I pull up say, here, I had to fact check something you said several weeks ago about Central playing up. Okay, I looked at the guidelines for what what constitutes six A. Okay, and it's like five hundred something. Okay, Central easily surpasses six hundred total enrollment, which is down from when I was there. Yes, it is down from when I was there, but still by like PIAA standards for football, like they they fit into six A like you know by their own merit and aren't playing up. Because I, I don't know if you saw there's there's some news about they're going to try to make Aliquippa play up in, into four A. 
next year. Did you see about that? Yeah, I did. Yeah, I didn't. I didn't get the details because I don't have a Post Gazette subscription. But something about Alquipa, who like plays up from two to three, like is too good for three, so they're gonna make him play up to four. Is is what I gathered, and so that got me thinking, like, what what's the deal with six A, and like, what, what's the uh, you know what's the threshold there, and how's how are we doing on enrollment over over on a uh, Fifth Avenue, you know? Surprisingly, people think that Central is in Oakland, but it's actually in Squirrel Hill. Steve, did you know that? I did know that. Yeah, okay, well. <laughs> It's like the very border. It's like the very, the <laughs> it very, a, yeah. It's like, I live in Mount Lebanon, you parked your car in Castle Shannon. I know, and I had to walk not very far to get here. <laughs> 15 feet, my friend. 15, 15 feet. feet. Yeah. <laughs> stairs, you know. Stairs are all on the on the Levo side. But yeah, however <laughs> wide the street is. is That's why it. you're allowed to park at night across the street. Exactly. Exactly. So, um... It's also probably why there's not like a bow hunt going on across the street right now. <laughs> Other than it's private property, trust me, I've asked. <laughs> I've already asked, and I was ridiculed by the old. Well, woman. Mount Lebanon has ways of dealing with private property owners. <laughs> that is true. <laughs> that is true, my friend. That is true. All right, folks. So we we are into that bowl season uh, here in college football. Uh, that you know, it, it kind of fills that void, I guess, every night of the week starting here soon. Um, and yeah, then we'll just start here. Monday, January 13th, 2020, Mercedes-Benz Superdome in New Orleans is going to be your national championship game. So you're starting with the good stuff and working it back. Uh, I'm just going by what ESPN is telling me right now. So when, when when Steve starts talking about like the like UNC Temple game, well, well you, y'all can feel free to like right, go, like yeah, take yeah. a pee break yeah, or something. Exactly. <laughs> no, actually, they start out with the good stuff, then they go into stuff that starts soon. Okay. Okay. All right, good. So, Cause so I'm, I got mine like ranked in order from like Buffalo, Charlotte on one end, and I'm I can scroll down and get with you. Heard. Let's go. Uh, so then we got. Uh, on, uh, let's see, December 28th, number one, LSU takes on number four, Oklahoma. And that's going to be in the Chick-fil-A Peach Bowl. It's on the 28th, Mercedes-Benz Stadium in Atlanta. And then you have uh, number two, Ohio State, and number three, Clemson on Saturday, December 28th. Uh, State Farm Stadium in Glendale, Arizona. That's going to be in the Tostitos Fiesta Bowl. All right, so actually, I'm, marking, I'm marking LSU. Actually, wait, that's now the PlayStation Fiesta Bowl. PlayStation. You know what? I oh. played, <laughs> Dude, I played so many Fiesta Bowls on PlayStation in my childhood that, like, it's only fitting. You know, I, I used to take over like, the college football games. Were a lot of All right, fun. those are the two. Those them. are the super two important games in the national championship game. Now we start with December twentieth, which is two days from now. Yeah, the uh, Makers wanted Bahamas Bowl, Buffalo versus Charlotte uh, in Nassau, uh, Bahamas. Buffalo players are going to feel like they don't know what hit them because <laughs> it's warm. Because it's warm, they're they're <laughs> going to be busting out of their uniforms. <laughs> And they're going to be playing with a confidence and exuberance that they have never known themselves to be capable of. I'm putting Buffalo. And I'm going to add some confidence points later. <laughs> um, 
I screwed up my points one year. I thought like you gave one point because I thought it was like rank them in terms of you know like I thought one was high. Oh, and, and I oh. did it backwards. Oh, but I still I still got in like a drawing for a free right. TV so, because so, if you pick every game, it doesn't matter if you screw up the points because if you're right every night, right. So you just just pick so, the game. So, so folks, know? what we're going through is Matt's filling out his yeah, I'm filling his, out a bracket. His filling out his bracket. It's probably with his the only buddies. time I'm going to sit down and even think about this right. stuff between now and then. Uh, how about the Tropical Smoothie Cafe Frisco Bowl? Is that the Utah State? And it's Utah State versus Kent State. Kent read Kent write Kent State. Kent beat Utah. I'm taking, Toy- I'm taking Toyota the, Stadium. The Frisco, Texas, you're going to take the Kent beat Utah? That's a terrible traveling for Kent. Um, Maction is overrated. I'm sorry. I hate to say it. Um, didn't this team lose to Pitt this year? They did. Um, <laughs> so how about December 21st, Celebration Bowl, Alcorn State versus North Carolina A&T. Um, That's in Atlanta at Mercedes-Benz Stadium. I'm picking Alcorn because I feel like they've been to this thing like a lot. And because Steve McNair was the shit. Heard. Uh, I'm not going to be wagering a lot of points on it until I see the actual point spread. Nice. New Mexico. All, all ESPN tells you is the money line. and it's just like, They do. I, I base my uh, my confidence you know, point allocation know, on point spreads, you sir. Know, you know, and, here, <laughs> and, here's, and, and when I look at like money line, I'm like, Amanda looked at me and she goes, what's the money line? I'm like, well, you have to lay that much to win that much. She goes, huh? I'm like, yeah, you gotta lay 120 to win 40. Now, I want to know how big of a blowout does Vegas think it's gonna be? Not, not like how much Vegas has to pay out. I don't care. I'm, I'm not doing this for right. money. You know, like I know. I, 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 for, I, I like point spreads for, for these purposes. I do. So I do to, like point spreads for. These I'll have purposes. to get like a second screen in front of me at some point and right. sign my confidence points. So how about a New Mexico Bowl? Central Michigan versus San Diego State. Again, like, this is a home game. It's in Albuquerque, New Mexico. It's practically a home game for SDSU. Like, they're they're decent. I'm, I'm taking them over Central Michigan, who, you know... Hasn't I had mean, Antonio Brown just in don't go, years. Just don't go all crazy while you're down there. And don't, don't like, Facebook Live the cops when they come to your house. <laughs> well, maybe, maybe do Facebook Live the cops, because they're recording. <laughs> I mean, fair right? is fair. Fair is fair. Okay. Uh, how about the FBC Mortgage Cure Bowl, uh, Liberty versus Georgia Southern? Please let me know when you find out a cure for a mortgage. Hey-oh! <laughs> um, Liberty and Georgia Southern. Yeah. I'm going Georgia Southern. All right. The uh, Cheryl Bundy? Georgia's Boca Bowl? Cheryl Bundy, S H E R I B U N D I, Boca Raton Bowl. I don't know what that is. I mean, I know what Boca Raton is. It's SMU and Florida Atlantic at FAU Stadium in Boca Raton, Florida. Yeah. I I mean, I could have told you that. Um, What other stadium is there in Boca Raton? So how about the Rat Mouth, as it were? I would take SMU on that one. Yeah, man. Pony Express. Point two. Pony Express rides again. Dana Holgerson. Yeah. Isn't he coaching on it now? No, he's at Houston. He's at Houston. Yeah. Okay. I would still take SMU on that. Uh, the Chameleon... Isn't Lane Kiffin leaving Florida Atlantic now? I don't know. I think he's going somewhere in the SEC. How about know. Camellia Bowl? Florida International versus Arkansas State. It's the T-Bowl. I love it. You know? that's T is a species of Camellia. Right? So... 
This one has a special place in my heart. That's in Montgomery, um, Alabama. Yeah, I'm going international with this. Florida International, I'm taking. I don't know. I don't know. Well, that's where fucking Lane Kiffin's at, right? Florida no, he's at Atlantic. I thought he was at Atlantic. But I think he's leaving. No, Atlantic is the Owls. I think he's leaving. Okay. Actually, Arkansas is a minus 153. So. Oh. But you know what? I just won't get a lot of points, and I'll be in my upset special. Moving right. on, we're starting to get into some teams that you might have actually heard of. Like the Mitsubishi Motors Las Vegas Bowl? I've heard of Mitsubishi, and I know what motors are. Yes. And Las Vegas is a city we've all heard of. Obviously, and it's Boise State versus Washington at Sam Boyd Stadium in Las Vegas. Boise State coming in ranked number 19. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to assume they're the favorite, and I don't want to blow it up because I keep risking like closing the app for some reason when that happens. So, um, I'm just going to pick Boise. You know, and probably move them up on the points. So the next bowl game is kind of hard to pick because both these teams are very good, uh, and they're very good in their own respective conferences and and divisions. And mm-hmm. that's and the R and L Carriers New Orleans Bowl. That'd be Appalachian State versus UAB at Mercedes Benz Superdome in New Orleans. Everything you just said is in direct contradiction of Vegas. Appalachian is minus eight oh five. Um. 96% of entries in this tournament on ESPN.com have chosen the Mountaineers over the UAB Blazers. Appalachian is 12-1, and ranked number 20. UAB a solid 9-4 and in a conference that's not that good. So I'm going to put a lot of points. On App State? On App State. Yeah. I'm going to give them, because that's, I haven't seen, like I said, point spreads are preferable, but I haven't seen a money line bigger than like, five yet and like that's it that's eight so welcome welcome to indiana tennessee 37 point town so uh how about december 23rd the bad boy mowers gasparilla bowl Ooh, fun hey, Where is like that? a, that's ucf versus marshall raymond james stadium tampa that's a home that's game, a home for, game. For ucf yeah i mean like if pitt played Marshall, in in December, like, you would hope they'd have their shit together enough to be able to beat them. Like, if they play them in, like, the first or second Man, week. Man, that's you're... in the pirate ship? How the hell does you... That's like Pitt playing Navy in the uh, Armed Forces Bowl. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's getting some extra points, too. I'm, that's going 25. UCF versus Marshall? Come on. Yeah. In, in Raymond James Stadium? I know. That's, uh man. Some of this, that's, you know, some of these bowls are just a joke. Like, Pittsburgh needs a bowl. I'd love to have a bowl in Pittsburgh. I mean, I go to it every I year. I go to it, too. I go to it every year. <laughs> it Who's like, playing? Um, West Virginia uh, and, like, it, no, it'd be Arkansas like, State. No, no, it'd be like UTEP and Montana. I'd be like, okay. Yeah. Uh, I'm still wearing my pit gear, but. I finally unsubscribed from my Frozen 4 emails. I'm just like, dude, just, just. Hit me up if you ever come back to Pittsburgh. Like, I don't want to buy tickets for it. Right, yeah. But, yeah, I go go to things like that when they come through town. Right. How about December 24th, Christmas Eve, SoFi Hawaii Bowl. Again. Hawaii versus BFU at Aloha Stadium in Honolulu. It's, uh, you know, it'll be great. Um, You know, they'll sing Meli Maleki Maka at halftime. Everyone will have a good old time. Unless you're there rooting for the Cougars of BYU, in which case you are actually the favorite. One eight minus one eighteen right now for BYU. Um I don't know this is how where I don't get college football. Like Hawaii is nine and five, BYU is seven and five. 
And BYU's the fave? Not only that, but how did Hawaii play two more games and win them both and be, like, rated lower? Did they play, like, a bunch of D3 schools? There Are they there probably D3 didn't schools leave the, in Hawaii? They, they probably didn't leave the island and did play, they, like, they some They play, schools. like, a ragtag bunch they, of, like, servicemen or something? They play, like, Central like, Catholic. I mean... Dude... <laughs> all right, first of all, like... They played a school like Central Catholic. They would love that. <laughs> That would be that would be a, a real great get, but we can't even be trusted to go to Germany based on the stories I've heard. So. <laughs> Ooh, <laughs> talked about later. Oh yeah, uh, we will. I'll, I'll tell you later. December twenty sixth, uh, the Walk On Independence Bowl, Louisiana Tech versus Miami Independence Stadium, Shreveport, Louisiana. That's, that's fucking a home. That's game. a home game, also. But I'm betting, yeah, Miami's favored. And uh, uh, Miami should be favored. They they are well, they're they're six and six out of the ACC. Louisiana Tech, you know they're they're like the third best team in Louisiana. Well, yeah. I mean, you don't want to overrate them. I don't know. All it's right. Miami. I can't pick against Miami. They can't break my heart. And Miami. the next the next game is the pit game. The next game is the Quick Lane Bowl. The, the, uh, that just all the more foreshadowing you need. That, like, Miami's going to win because Pitt is like Pitt adjacent versus to Eastern it. Michigan at Ford Field in Detroit. Okay, so, again, that's a home game. That's a home game for Eastern Michigan, kinda. But I mean, it, Detroit's Western. Michigan. The public, the no, public no, no, backs Detroit's the Panthers. Yeah, it's about as Eastern as it gets. Yeah, any more Eastern in Canada. Yeah. yeah. Um, um. So yeah, Pitt's. Got ninety four percent of the entries, and they are minus four hundred one. So, so you gotta lay four hundred one to win a hundred. Jesus Christ! I mean, the I, Rivers Rivers might have a better deal. Jesus, I, you know, I, you know. Here is why I tell Amanda: Don't bet your home fucking team. You are doing a poll that's different. Yeah, this is all, but not a straight up like. Lay money on. I won't never... care any more about the pit game because of this. Like it's just one. If I'm wrong and they lose to Eastern well, that, Michigan, that's like... an eight o'clock game on the day after Christmas. So I may or may not get to watch it. I don't know. Oh, I'll I, definitely. I don't think I'll get to watch. I'll it. definitely be tuned in. I might have that. I on got my, my phone. ESPN streaming fixed. I might have that. I on got my... all my streamings back. I might have that on my phone while I'm at work. Yeah. You should uh, you should get a little mini radio and listen to Billy. Oh, I can plug my phone into my earpiece. I'm cool. But do you get the streams of the of the the, the broadcast? I can either watch because you don't get radio on your phone anymore. I can either no, I do. Do you have to pay for college games though? Nope. I I'll show you how that works. Okay. Uh, Excellent. I'll show, I'll show you how that works. Yeah. Um, segment. Uh, how about December twenty seventh military bowl presented by North Hop Grumman. North Carolina versus Temple. That's Navy Corps Memorial Stadium in Annapolis, Maryland. Navy Marine Corps. Get it? Don't get it twisted. I've been I've been to Annapolis. Okay, so I'm gonna, I'm gonna play too. like Annapolis expert. Uh, who are you taking, North Carolina or Temple? North Carolina. It looks like they they it's fifty fifty. Okay, North Carolina is a six and six team out of the ACC. Um, not a good conference. So um, they they had key key like defeats. Um, they almost beat Clemson. They they could have taken Clemson to OT, but they went for two. Uh, it was one of one of the best endings of a game that I saw all year. Unfortunately, they lost because they decided to go the old school like you got to go for two to win, 
instead of settling for overtime, which they, they probably would have lost in overtime to Clemson. It just seems like Clemson will wear you down and score from the 20 every time. Um, okay, so, yeah, like Carolina may be a little better than their record suggests, um, but they're, they are favored, so I'm picking them. All right, so next we got the New Era Pinstripe Bowl, which is in Yankee Stadium. Michigan State versus Wake Forest. Now, that's where I think Wake Forest kind of gets a little shaft right here. Because mm-hmm. Wake Forest was the number three team in the ACC, but the number two overall. Because they yeah. were behind Clemson in the same conference as Clemson. And then Virginia won the Coastal Conference. So that drops them to number three in the ACC. So yeah. I think they kind of got shafted here, even though they had a better record than Virginia. Uh and they just happen to be behind Clemson in the same conference. Uh, so they get the pinstripe bowl, which isn't a bad bowl at all. But it's still, when you're playing bowl games, you think something's fun. You're going to fucking Yankee Stadium on December 27th, where God knows what weather you can have. Michigan but State. But still, New York, New York is amazing around Christmas mm-hmm. time, by the way. So these kids are going to have fun, because this is what it's about, too. These guys, these, these kids, and you know, we call them kids because we're 20 years older than them now. But you go to New York for like three days and mm-hmm. get to go like hang out and check out the city. Yeah, you got practices and all that shit. But you're still in fucking Manhattan, you know, for three days or four yeah. days, however long they want to go up. Well, uh, I'm picking Wake because I'd take Wake too. Mi- Michigan, Michigan State. State is actually the favorite, but I, I, it's like they're like minus 170. That's like a tease to me. Like when, when I see that, yeah, and like I think uh, ba- based on who's actually picking whom, it seems like the players of Capital One Bull Mania have caught on to the fact that that is a tease. So go ahead and pick Wake. So uh, Academy Sports Outdoor Outdoors Texas Bowl, Oklahoma State versus Texas A and M, NRG Stadium in Houston. Um, so. I don't know. Uh, okay, State on that. I don't. I, I don't know. What do you like on that? I mean, let's see what we got here. So Oklahoma State's eight and four. Aggies are seven and five. Um, Texas A and M is a favorite. Okay, and seems most of the people don't, aren't buying that because it's more, more people are picking the Cowboys. Like people who do these polls, though, they see like a ranking number next to the team. Yeah, and they 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 tend to pick them. Think they're like qualitatively better. Like one, like Oklahoma State has one more victory than the Aggies. They also play in a weaker conference. Like you know, do do your do your due diligence. I'm not. I don't have time to sit here and read to you like every win and every loss. So if I'm picking, which I am, because it's my poll, I'm picking Oklahoma State. Cool. Okay, State. Uh, San Diego County Credit Union Holiday Bowl. These are getting ridiculous names now. Uh, uh, yeah, good credit union is important, though. USC for, you know. versus Iowa at the SDCCU Stadium in San Diego. Hey, that's that's like really a, what they call it? That's a great stadium name you got there. San Diego <laughs> CCU Stadium? I don't know. The credit Union. Yeah. The county Credit Union or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, is that the old Joe Robbie? Not Joe Robbie. The old Jack Murphy Jack Stadium? Murphy? Maybe. <laughs> they have like no sponsors for it because I mean, like the the Chargers up and left. Yeah, Chargers. Who who wants to sponsor a stadium that's got like no tenants? That might be. That might be. Yeah, yeah. they might be sponsoring a stadium for that game only. Um, oh my goodness! 
but that's USC and Iowa. That's like a home game for USC. Yeah, that's like a twenty-five dollar flight. I was a good team. That's a that's like a twenty-five dollar flight. Iowa is a really good team. They were a really good team in Big Ten. They gave a lot of Big Ten teams trouble this year. Penn State. They always give Penn State trouble. I was always that team in the in the Big Ten that just like plays tough, gritty, and hard, mm-hmm. and they either lose by a little or win by a little. They never have a blowout ever. Really, mm-hmm. I've never seen Iowa just get blown out uh, in recent memory. So I don't know. That's a tough one. I I kind of like Iowa in that. I don't know what you're picking, but I'm I'll... picking Iowa. So's the public. So's Vegas. Cool. Cheese it bowl. Air Force versus Washington State. Cheese it bowl. I'm st- I can't Chase believe Field. that's a real thing. Chase Field and Phoenix. I feel like I should just get like a lifetime subscription to the Cheese it bowl. <laughs> Every year that could be your vacation, man. Go to Phoenix for the Cheese it bowl. I mean, if they if they include a lot of Cheese Its in the experience, like I think it would be worth it. Like I need boxes of Cheese Its because they're awesome. They're selling, like, you see they have, like, the extra crispy Cheez-Its now? <laughs> They're, like, extra toasty, like yes. all the brown ones in one yes. box. That uh, sounds, I can't wait to buy some of those. So, uh, we have that going on. Anyway, uh, the Cheez-It Bowl, Chase Field in Phoenix, Arizona, Air Force versus Washington State. Washington State? Air Force is a slight favorite. I like Washington State. They've got the, they've got the public support at a rate of 69%. They're ten, they're ten and two, and Washington State is six and six, and you can't say like, oh, but their conference is all that great because the Pac-12 is not a good conference. It's not. So Air Force is independent. So yeah, I mean, I'm I'm picking Air Force there. Heard. Might change my mind later. We got bigger things to get onto. Camping Word Bowl: Notre Dame versus Iowa State and Camping Word Bowl Stadium, Orlando, Florida. So that means that Camping Word Bowl is taking the name of the Citrus Bowl Stadium yeah. uh, that day mm-hmm. uh, for Notre Dame and Iowa State. Iowa State Cyclones always end up playing a tough game. Um, they are in that, was that, Big Sky Conference? No, they're in the Big 12. They're in the Big 12? Yeah. I thought, uh, they used to be in Big Sky. Um, and... Uh, Notre Dame is Notre Dame, and they've proven over the years that they either come out and play hard or come out and don't play. Um, they screwed up this year themselves. Last year, they went to the top four and played a playoff game and lost severely badly to Clemson. But, you know, we'll see how that goes. Uh, oh, man. And, uh,. I like Notre Dame in that just because I'm a Notre Dame fan. Yeah, they, um, they are slightly favored by the the uh, money line. But 90% of the people who play a free game on the internet are picking the Irish because, I mean... They're the Irish. There are a lot of Notre Dame fans out there. How about the good But you year? know what? They're going to Orlando, and that's like, that's going to be a Notre Dame crowd. Yep. And um, it's, on, it's at noon on ABC. That is. This is December 28th. How about the Goodyear Cotton Bowl? Uh, Penn State versus Memphis, AT&T Stadium in Arlington, Texas. So they're, they're playing that at Jerry World. Mm-hmm. Jerry World, really? Yep. The, the Cotton Bowl Stadium is like—is that used for like the Red River rivalry, and that's it? It's not in good enough condition for like a 
Is that used for like one game a year and that's it? Maybe like some high school games. I th- maybe. I thought they played at the Red River Rivalry there. I I don't know if they still do. I I don't know. Like it had some some structural issues, wow. man. Wow. Yeah. Wow. So the Cotton Bowl's at Jerry World. Uh, Penn State, Memphis. As a Pitt fan, I'm going to pick Memphis, but I know Penn State's probably going to win that game. <laughs> I mean, so I want Memphis to win, but if you want the, me to the, lay money, I'm laying <clears throat> Penn State. The, the the public doesn't disagree. They're they're minus two fifty six, and eighty three percent of the respondents have picked them to beat Memphis. Uh, Penn co- State's ten and two in the Big Ten. It's a good conference. Perhaps you've heard of it. Yeah. Um. They 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 got through some tough teams. They didn't beat everybody. Um, but you know what? Like, not everyone does. That's why they're playing Memphis in the Cotton Bowl and not in the playoffs, right? Like, they, they could have been a playoff team. I think yep. they're going to come out ready for this. They're going to, they're going to be ready to go, and they're not, they're not losing to Memphis. I don't believe so. Uh, and then, of course, we're going by dates here. So um, the uh, college football playoff semifinal, uh, Fiesta Bowl, Ohio State, Clemson. Ohio State's number two. Clemson's number three. Clemson's a favorite. Uh, the nobody believed in us Clemson you, Tigers. You, you know what? I'm going to take Clemson on that. I don't give a fuck what anybody says. I'm taking the Buckeyes. And uh, so it's like, it's 52 to 48. Man, I'm taking Clemson and, and this, on that. This is a tight one. I'm definitely going to not wager a ton of points on these. I'd wager like one point on that. And, um, but yeah, like, I, I got the Buckeyes. I, you know, hate Clemson. Screw Clemson. Go Bucks. And um, I got... In what is it, the Chick fil A Peach Bowl? Chick fil A Peach Bowl, LSU, Oklahoma. I'm going LSU all the way. They're minus 525, and 93% of the respondents have chosen LSU's number one team in the fucking country playing Oklahoma. Mm-hmm. Mercedes Benz in Atlanta. I'm going LSU all the way on that. Yeah. All right, go Tigers. They got the Heisman winner. I He's mean, from Ohio. He's from Ohio. Yeah. That's why I want to see like an OSU LSU final. That'd be awesome. Uh, but I still think Clemson's going to beat Ohio State. <laughs> I, I don't think... Uh, Big Ten football versus Big ACC football, I don't... I, 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 I don't... I, I don't see the defense from Ohio State being able to hang with the fun and gun offense of the ACC. I, I don't think... I, I, don't, I don't see it. You don't see that? No. I don't know, man. Um... <clears throat> Dabo Sweeney's a fucking genius, by the way. So. Mm. Have you heard him talk? Yeah, and I've seen his mullet. Um, <laughs> but, you know. <laughs> uh, how about this uh, Shreve Pro First Responder Bowl? Western Kentucky versus Western Michigan. Gerald J. Ford Stadium in Dallas. I don't what? even know where that... Fuck that Gerald stadium. Ford Stadium? Yeah. Yeah. Is that the Cotton Bowl? Did they did they sell naming rights to the Cotton Bowl and then name it after Gerald Ford anyway? Or like I, I, I don't know. Okay, we got we got some some Dallas infrastructure like side quest that we got to go I mean, on. I mean, is that some big ass high school in Dallas? I mean, <laughs> I mean, it's possible. Like some of those Texas high schools oh, yeah. have stadiums so, so that are like, big enough to host dude, dude, a poorly those, attended bowl game dude, for sure. Some of those Texas high school stadiums <laughs> were bigger than Pitt Stadium. Yeah. No, I know, I know. I, I I cover it a little bit through through work. I'm uh I'm doing some tomorrow night actually. 
Jesus uh, Christ. Texas Texas State Finals. So I'll I'll figure it out by then. I don't know Western before. Michigan just because over Western Kentucky. I um, know. I don't know. It just says Western in the in the in the gambling section of this little <laughs> of the app. It you might not, want to leave that one alone, sir. Wester, I, I would like to put $500 on Wester, please, Mr. Bookie. Um, <laughs> pushes all my pennies across the table. Um, so, Western Kentucky seems to have more support from the public, 75 to 25. Um, couldn't even tell you what conference Western Kentucky is in. They seem like more of a basketball school yeah. to me. Are they in the American Conference? They are. Okay. Cool. And then Western Michigan's in the... USA? They're not the MAC? Aren't all the directional Michigans in the MAC, like Central and Eastern and Western? Yeah. Yeah. You're right. Okay, so yeah. I've been picking against the MAC, like. Heavily? All night. I'm going to change my ways and I'm going to pick Western Michigan. I'm probably going to assign it way fewer points. Being that it comes late in the calendar, like, I'm not comfortable wagering 23 points. On two teams that I know nothing about. How about the uh, Franklin American Mortgage Music City Bowl? Mississippi State versus LSU. I mean, Mississippi State got peed upon in their last game. Yeah, well. They might be completely demoralized, or they might be looking for revenge. And you know what? They are a minus 149 going into this. However... I think based on their seven and five record and like a sort of lingering afterglow of Lamar Jackson, more people are picking Louisville than Mississippi State. I'm looking for the Bulldogs to come out and avenge getting peed upon, even mm-hmm. though they ended up winning the game. But you know, still it was still disrespectful as hell. How about the uh, Red Box Bowl, California, Illinois? I mean, the Red Box Bowl, isn't that just, like... Weren't there jokes last year about the Red Box Bowl that, like, right? it was the worst bowl game? Yeah, California, and Illinois... Like, why they... would you, like, not just go rent a movie at this point? Because they're, like, putting it in your face. This is California, Illinois. Again. Santa like, Clara. Who wants to watch Illinois play football? Uh, a lot of people from the Illini. I know. There are some who exist. Um, uh, California's minus 238. Cool. Yeah. Cap 1 Orange Bowl. Florida, Virginia, Hard Rock Stadium, Miami, Gardens, Florida. So that's kind of a home game for Florida. Yeah. I'm sorry, but I think Virginia's wonder season, this is where it ends. Good Gators in that. Sorry you didn't get Emmett Smith's kid. New Year's Eve, Belk Bowl, Virginia Tech, Kentucky, Bank of America Stadium at Charlotte. Mm. This is an interesting one. Tech. Tech has more support from the people, and they're minus 149. That's like upset territory for me, though. So you're taking Kentucky. I might. Uh, how about Tony the Tiger Sun Bowl? Florida State, Arizona State. It's called what? The Tony the Tiger Sun Bowl. Right? What? But the... I, I, I'm looking at it, too. Like, I'm not. <laughs> I'm on the why now. What, the what has been answered. The why is the why. Oh, mm. Why not call it, like, the Frosted Flakes Bowl? Because it, it connotes, like, sugar, and people are off sugar these days. Yeah, but the sh- that would be the Sugar Bowl, then. Why does Antonio Tiger support the Sugar Bowl? Because it's Tony the Tiger Frosted Flakes. clearly, Tony the Tiger would not be where he is in life if it were not for sugar. 
Great. I mean, if, if, if President dude, McKinley had so like, invaded Cuba, so is Tony the Tiger Cuba, chilling down in the sun, like on a fucking like lazy, lazy boy, just chilling, like boom, like. I, I guess that he's got his own bowl, but it's it's the one in El Paso. It's Florida State, Arizona State, Sun Bowl Stadium, El Paso, Texas. That's just um, I, I don't know. They on just that deleted one. All is the Arizona picks. State worth? Uh, is Arizona State? That's where uh, Herm Edwards is at, right? Yeah. I like that. I like mm-hmm. Arizona State just based on Herm Edwards being a coach. Um, so I'm going ASU there. baby. How about the AutoZone Liberty Bowl Navy versus Kansas Liberty Bowl Memorial Kansas Stadium? State, please, Kansas State. Oh, it is Kansas State Liberty Bowl Memorial Stadium, Memphis, Tennessee? Yeah, I've got Navy. Um, I like Navy too, especially after they're watching a slight, them. slight favorite. Uh, especially Minus watching them in that RB Navy game. That was a good game. I enjoyed it. Um, they kind of dominated. <laughs> kinda. Yeah. I don't right. want to like gloat, you know. The army's like they do stuff too, you know. They got a lot on their plate as well. Um, <laughs> you know what? Do you know who won in the army navy game? Hmm. The country. Usually, that's who won, unless it's your air force. Um, <laughs> the air force is like we're smart enough not to get beat up all day. <laughs> but they still have to play and like lose to them every year. So right, uh, Nova, home loans Arizona Bowl, Wyoming and Georgia, Georgia State. Oh, shit, Georgia State. Damn it, I keep missing that. I don't know anything about these teams. I know that Wyoming is Arizona favored. Stadium and Tucson. Wyoming is favored. I think why, it's going to be like... Why not? I think Wyoming's, like, we're sick of being cold, so this is awesome to go to Arizona. Um, we should win this game. Uh, Valero Alamo Bowl, Utah versus Texas at Alamo Dome in San Antonio. I've got Utah. I'll take Utah. I mean, they they almost had a sniff at the playoff. They like did. there were scenarios where they did. So there was, yeah, there was. I think I think they get to beat Texas. Like who's yeah, Texas? I mean, I mean, now we're into the, like the ranked team. We've been in the ranked teams. Yeah. But, I mean, here you go. The uh, Verbo Citrus Bowl, Michigan, Alabama, Camping World Stadium, Orlando, Florida. Did, this might be my biggest lock of did, the entire did they just, tournament. Did they just seriously like take Tisha's Bowl Stadium and like rename it for these different bowls? Maybe. That's what they do for the World Cup. They're sorry, FIFA will not honor the actual like corporate sponsorship of the stadiums. So like when the World Cup was in Germany, like they just gave all the stadiums so, generic names. Like instead of calling it like T-Mobile Arena, they so just like called U- it like UCF Munich Stadium. U- UCF plays in Citrus Bowl Stadium, which yeah. is in Orlando, Florida. Right. And then now there's gonna be like so they play other bowl games there. Mm. So now the Citrus Bowl is Michigan, Alabama, Camping World Stadium, Orlando, Florida. Did they they just bought it out for one day for the naming rights? I don't know. Is Camping World Stadium the soccer stadium? No. It's Citrus Bowl Stadium. Okay. There's no soccer stadium in Orlando. They don't. No, Orlando FC has their own stadium. Yeah. No, it's Citrus Bowl Stadium. Mm. That they. Did there's they build no, in, Did they like remodel it or something? They totally tore it down and built a new one. Okay. When okay, I lived, it looks when different. I lived in yeah. Florida in the late '90s, it was an old, decrepit building. Okay. And they tore it down and rebuilt it. It's still in the fucking ghetto, by the way. I mean. uh uh, it, what is it? 301, 441, Orange Blossom Trail huh. is the main road through there. Yeah. And, because you know how they have to, like, double and triple name roads? Mm-hmm. 
And that's where, like, all the hookers and shit hung out. And that's, like, where all the crack dealers hung out. That's right where you want to have a bowl game. Yeah. Um, you know, I mean, I'm sure since I lived there in the late 90s, it's probably changed. But, probably a little. Everything's changed you know, since the 90s, Steve. Yeah, I know. We're old now. <laughs> How about the Outback Bowl? The Outback Bowl should still be in Raymond James Stadium, which it is. Okay, Minnesota well, versus that Auburn. Hasn't changed. Minnesota versus Auburn. Good. Um, I have Minnesota in that game. That should be a good one, though. Yeah. Auburn, Auburn's coming off an emotional high, beating Alabama. Um, both Auburn and Alabama get to go play, like, upper-tier Big Ten teams as a result of how they finished this year. And I've got, I've got Alabama as a lock to beat Michigan. Um, but I've got That's Auburn losing to lock. Minnesota. That's not a bad lock. I mean, it's Alabama. They're going to be so pissed. To like not be in yeah the because they're not in the top four yeah they're they're gonna they're gonna come out and then Minnesota know. Auburn I, I, you know that's a tough game to pick right there um, I like I'm Minnesota. taking Minnesota I like please. Minnesota too uh, here you go the granddaddy of them all Rose Bowl game presented so by the North Northwestern Mutual Oregon and Wisconsin in Rose Bowl Stadium Pasadena California. Thank God they didn't change this, the location and name of this fucking. I know world. it's it's been getting confusing, and this has been dragging on for a while now. Um, I I like Wisconsin in that. Honestly, yeah, I I, I also have Wisconsin, another team that was within a sniff of the playoff discussion. Wait, I just caught myself. I said I like Wisconsin in that, not in that. I like. But you do like Wisconsin in that. I do like Wisconsin. In that, you can't, you're never like wrong when you say in that. In that. Yeah. In that just means like an at, you know. Yeah. None of us are so one dimensional that an at doesn't. I just apply. caught myself, and that might be because I'm buzzed, but whatever. Well, I mean, I'm buzzed in that too. Yeah, uh, heard. <laughs> How about the Allstate Sugar Bowl, Georgia Baylor, Mercedes-Benz Stadium in New Orleans? It looks like Mercedes-Benz Stadium, New Orleans, and Atlanta are holding a lot of bowl games right now. Yeah. <laughs> Um, no, people are on, people are getting hip to the fact that nobody wants to go to Detroit for bowl games. Heard. I Other mean, than Pitt, and they're happy. Well, to go. they're not like thrilled about it. Like, <laughs> words getting out. How about uh, I'll take Georgia over Baylor. I don't know about you. Yeah, I have Georgia. I have Georgia. Cool. January second ticket smarter Birmingham Bowl Boston College versus Cincinnati Legion Field Birmingham Alabama. Mm. I don't know ACC anything about that. versus Cincinnati's what? Uh, I mean, so BC is being chosen by a whopping 4% of the people in this game that I'm playing here. Cincinnati is a minus 266 money line. Cincinnati might be the player there. Yeah, but yeah, I, you know what? I'm 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 going to call that a lock. Boston College football, they're not, eh, you know, they're not all that. So, sorry, guys. How about the Tax Slayer Gator Bowl in TIAA Bankfield, Jacksonville, Florida, otherwise known as the home of the Jacksonville Jaguars? Uh, Indiana, Tennessee. Mm, I don't know a lot about either team. I like Tennessee, though. Yeah. I have Tennessee. How about January 3rd, famous Idaho Potato Bowl, Ohio? Versus Nevada, Albertson Stadium on the blue turf in Boise, Idaho. The blue turf makes that game. Yeah, the blue turf is cool. I mean, that's the only reason you even watch it, honestly. Ohio versus Nevada. So that's OU. I got OU. They're uh, not favored. 
I might I might be switching. No, they are favored actually. The the public thinks that it's Nevada because they don't know about the Bobcats. They don't know about OU. You know, no, they don't. Know they're gonna, they're getting all this extra. extra OU media. won the MAC. They I won mean, the MAC, and they're getting a bunch of like extra attention by virtue of like being where Joe Burrow's from. So you know what? Like I'm gonna pick Ohio, but I'm gonna not waste a lot of points just in case. All right. So how about your Lockheed Martin Armed Forces Bowl, Southern Mississippi versus Tulane? Armin G. Carter Stadium, Fort Worth, Texas. I don't know either one of those. Two lanes just because. They're favored. Southern Miss has more votes from the people, but but, uh, the the bookies seem to favor Tulane. How about uh, the Lending Tree Bowl, Louisiana versus Miami of Ohio. Loud People Stadium, Mobile, Alabama. This I have the January, This is a January sixth bowl. Yeah, because it's not a weekend, wow. so <clears throat> it's um, you know, it's not like a prime time. They got to have something to tide us over because the the championship's not for another week, right? Yep. Damn it, that's a lot of fucking bowls we just. Went I know, to. and we didn't even do the final yet. I've got LSU versus Ohio State. I'm picking LSU. Uh, I'm taking LSU, and now I'm submitting my picks. I'm taking LSU. Over top of Clemson. Okay, so, so we both have LSU winning. Yep. But I'm going to get more points than you because you've got the wrong team in the final. <laughs> eh, you know what? Been there, done that. So we'll see how that goes. All right, folks. That took longer than we thought it was but going through these bowl games. This this, which this is... podcast will be used as evidence <laughs> in the trial of like people versus NCAA oh. on, on the charge of too many bowl games. Yes, and on the could charge... we have streamlined that segment? Probably. Yeah, we but, can probably streamline it. You know, like, but we're not going to. There's there's gambling. All right, all right, folks. We're gonna take a break right now. We'll be back after these few moments uh, from our friends at Sorgatron Media Studios in Beachview um, with podcasts like ours as well as several others. Don't forget about Slice on Broadway with the uh, perfect pepperoni pizza on Broadway in Beachview as well as PNC Park, Carnegie, and the East End. We'll be back in just a few moments, folks. Let's talk tech. Tech news discussions from the people in the industry right here in Pittsburgh. Online, gadgets, startups, and more. Check it out at awesomecast.net. All right, folks, and we're back for our third and final segment here at Bold Sports, episode 108, the Stargell episode. Matt and I just ran through... A whole lot of college football games. But now you're set. More than we thought. All the analysis <laughs> that you could possibly handle. Yeah. Uh, I, I, I don't know if it was complete total analysis that you really want to hear, but we'll give it to you. Um, and so forth. Uh, but in the meantime, we're going to stick with the NCAA real quick. And we're early in the NCAA college basketball season. Uh, by the way, if you haven't been watching... Because that now fills the voids on Saturdays. Uh, yeah. When all the channels just light up college basketball um, currently, uh, as well as during the week. During the week, it's always fun to get a college basketball game on uh, in between, you know, uh, Penn's games and stuff like that. Uh, I mean, college basketball to me, in, in basketball terms, uh, college basketball is a mere, uh, is a mere pure game than the NBA. Um, I know we like to watch some NBA stuff around here, but um, 
college basketball to me is better than the NBA. Personally. But in the meantime, though, speaking of college basketball, Pitt, uh, they're 8-3. and three. Overall, 1-1 one one in conference. They're ranked 5th in the ACC. Pitt has two more non-conference games left before the bulk of the ACC conference play that starts. They recently had a comeback win over top of Northern Illinois, which they were actually down like eight points uh, after the half and uh, came back and succumbed that loss, uh, those point totals, and uh, ended up winning that game uh, by four. Okay. So <clears throat> good for Pitt. Uh, I see the Pitt's pro- Pitt program moving in the right direction. I think Jeff Capel was a very good hire mm-hmm. uh, as a head coach. Uh, and bringing him in, uh, his recruiting has done really well. Um, some of the recruits that he that's coming in for next season, not this season, uh, I, I think we touched on this before in a previous podcast, that they are, like, his top three recruits are all, like, six, eight and over. Yeah. So, I mean... Now, 6'8", I, I met a dude that was like 7'2", and couldn't dribble basketball to save his life. But, I mean, he had no clue what basketball was. You yeah. know, whatever. Yeah, yeah, height's not everything. But... Yeah, but I mean, you have a 6'8", dude, 6'9", 7-footer, that is basketball savvy and can bang some boards and whatnot. That's awesome. I, I like what Capel's doing with the program. Uh, I hope to uh, see... Pitt's program moved back into the top 25, moved back into uh, finishing well in the tournament. Now, Pitt's moved into the ACC since they were in the Big East when Jamie Dixon had them. Mm -hmm. And when Jamie Dixon had them, they were number one in the Big East a lot, and they actually made the 64 tournament as the number one seed twice. Yeah. So... It wasn't that long ago. It wasn't, no. I mean... It wasn't that long ago. It was uh, 2000... Seven, yeah, they they were a number one seed in the Big East, and they were a number one seed in the sixty four tournament in the bracket. Mm-hmm. And there's four number one seeds in the bracket, so I mean they were one of them. Yeah, one of the and top that, four that, teams. And and they lost, they lost in the uh, Elite Eight mm-hmm. to Villanova in overtime. <sighs> that was a tough one. It was. <laughs> it was. Um, but yeah, uh, unfortunately this wasn't in this last decade, so that can't be considered a decade letdown where I was listening to all the radio guys today, um, on my way to work and they were talking about, um, the all decade, uh, 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 great all decade players, Bad all-decade players for all the Pittsburgh sports. Mm. Uh, they didn't let it all go out because you have to listen to their radio show uh, and also read the articles that they mm. write for the local newspapers and so forth. Yeah. So how about um, move on to those guys a little south of us, WVU. They're 9-1 and overall, 0-0 in the Big 12 Conference. They're number one in the Big 12 currently. Uh, the Mountaineers had a few tough games coming upon uh, have a few, or sorry, have a few tough games uh, coming upon uh, themselves after Christmas with Ohio State and Kansas State, or sorry, in Kansas, Ohio State's number five right now, and Kansas number one. 
they find themselves at number 25 in the country as of now. Uh, Penn State, the Nittany Lions, are 9-2. They're 1-1 one one in the Big Ten. They are ranked second in the Big Ten Conference overall. Penn State finds themselves at number 23 overall in the country. Two games to play uh, left uh, before conference play begins after the holiday. Notre Dame is 8-3 and 0-2 and in the ACC. They find themselves ranked 12th in the ACC. They have two games left to play um, and uh, before conference play starts. How about UNC? Uh, so after watching what we were tonight here on the ESPN Highlights, this, this uh, now changes since I wrote the notes. Uh, UNC is now 6-5. and five. Uh, I had 6-4 and four written, but they're now 6-5. and five. And they were... Uh, and uh, They're 15th in the ACC. Currently not in the top 25. Uh, some tough games. Non-conference games to play. Before ACC play starts. They play Gonzaga tonight, which is ranked number 2. Yeah. And Gonzaga <clears throat> beat them up pretty yeah, bad. Yeah, this is a this is a down year. times for the Tar Heels. <laughs> this is a down year for the Tar Heels. Seriously, um, <clears throat> I didn't get to watch it tonight. Should it should have been a, an opportunity for them to, you know, beat somebody with a high number in the rankings and get get back in the top twenty five maybe. But Roy Williams didn't wear a plaid coat tonight. Why? Because they're so bad. They, that he's not worthy. I don't. I don't know. But did he w- not pack one? Uh, Roy Williams on the sidelines did not wear a plaid sport coat. Mm. When he wears a plaid sport coat, I swear to God, they always like blow out a team like a hundred to nothing. Yeah, well, when they're good. Yeah, uh, but he didn't wear a plaid sport coat tonight. I, I don't know what it is, but mm. I, I also might just like plaid sport coats. But he's known for wearing those. <laughs> yeah, UNC is having a down year. I mean. I, I don't expect them to, like, tumble the whole way down and be gone for 10 years and then come back. They're having a down year. It happens, especially in the terms of the uh, one-dones and so forth in college basketball. Mm-hmm. That's just what it is. Speaking of the ACC play, another team we like to watch and follow uh, for love or for hate is Duke. Uh, they are 9-1, and 1-0. One. One and oh. Uh, in the conference, uh, they're first in the ACC, number four in the country. Uh, they have some pretty easy games left before uh, the Christmas break and before ACC play starts. So you have that looking forward to. Mm. And that's Coach K. I mean, you and I don't remember a coach for Duke before Coach K. No. That's just all there is to it. Uh, 1982 is when Coach a- Coach K started. You and I were still, I don't know, peeing in diapers. I know we were out of diapers by then. I didn't know anything about college but basketball. But we didn't know anything about college basketball. Um, if I did, it was Big East basketball. Um, wasn't wasn't really, didn't really hear about Duke until they played those finals against uh, Michigan. UNLV. Oh, UNLV, yeah. That, that was the first yeah. time I ever really had to think about Duke in my life. Yeah, UNLV and Michigan, those were those big ones. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know what? They're always fun. Like I said, I've always followed in college basketball the Big East and the ACC. Well, the Big East disbanded. Mm-hmm. And now the Big East is back. It's remixed. It's remixed. It's a reboot. It's a reboot. And and a lot of the 
Catholic schools are involved in that shit. Mm-hmm. So, yep. good for them. So, uh, yeah, we have that going on uh, in basketball. Have you watched any college basketball lately? I mean, not really. Um, last time Pitt was on, that, that I could like stream it, like when when they have one of those ACC network. Which like I saw somebody say ACC network is on it is on FiOS now. I didn't see it on my on my lineup, but anyway, um, those are streamable. Um, but no, I've I've been you know not really watching a ton of college basketball. It's kind of in that middle season for us. They're like, having more big games early. Yeah, they they have been because Pitt played Florida State like week yeah. one. We're like whoa, and then Pitt beat them. We're like Sweet. and they they have these different like holiday invitationals. Mm-hmm. And there's like you've got like the ACC Big Ten Challenge. Um, yep. There, there are various ways that they work, sort of like and they count and they count for their regular season. Yeah. Schedule. Yeah. So, which is awesome. So, real quick, we're running the top twenty-five for your uh, college basketball: Kansas number one, Gonzaga number two, Louisville number three, Duke number four, Ohio State's five, Kentucky six, Maryland seven. Oregon is 8, Virginia is 9, Baylor is 10, Memphis 11, Auburn 12, Dayton. Look at Dayton coming in there. 13, mm-hmm. Michigan 14, Michigan State 15, Arizona 16, Butler 17, Nova 18, Florida State 19, San Diego State 20, Tennessee 21, Washington State 22, Penn State number 3, or sorry, 23. How about Penn State? Yeah, making it in the top 25 in basketball. I mean, that's tough for them. It has been over the years. Uh, Texas Tech is 24, the Red Raiders. And then West Virginia sneaking in at 25. So, Penn State, West Virginia, top 25. Dayton, Ohio, and they're in the top 15. So, I mean, don't sleep on any of those squads. Uh, and again, it's college basketball. It's a long season. Those rankings change daily. Yeah. So. Yeah, and they're not as important as football rankings because they play more games. They have yeah. more tournaments, like like uh, conference tournaments. Um, you you can make up for having a bad ranking, you know, by winning your tournament and then getting a bid that way. Um, you know, team teams get into the tournament and get seated where they get seated, and really isn't based anything to do with like the voting. At this stage, like they they have much more sophisticated means of assessing, like you know who's better. Definitely do. How about some uh, major league baseball news going on? Uh, it's a great off season if you're a pitcher and you're a stud pitcher. How about Mass and Bumgarner got uh, eighty eight million uh, with Arizona Cardinal or Arizona Diamondbacks? Um, I mean, I, I hear he's a tough guy, but I don't know if he's ready for like playing at the NFL, NFL level. Uh, uh, NFL level. Uh, for four years, keep an eye on uh, other guys moving around MLB. Uh, the pitchers right now are the studs that they're talking about. I mean, come on, Strasburg signed for a ridiculous amount. Cole signed for mm. a ridiculous amount. Did we talk last week about Cole? I mean, it was like breaking news. I don't think we talked a ton about it, but so uh, we talked a lot about Cole and like how he wanted to go to California, right, and not the Yankees um, and. Um, well, well, the Yankees didn't come true. In you this know, case. Well, yeah, but then they just showed on ESPN here about Cole 
you know, was like an 11 year old kid saying, you know, oh, uh, holding the sign, holding the sign. Yeah. It's like, oh, is a Yankees fan? Want to be a Yankee? Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. Now he's a Yankee. He's got 324. Dreams million. really do come true. Yeah, 324 million behind it too. So it's like ridiculous. Or no, no, 345 million. Yeah. Um, I think I broke the math down the one day because I was bored. Uh, it gets, you had to have been. He gets um. He gets one point, one point two six seven per game. That's based on a nine-year deal, two hundred ninety-two regular season games. It's one point two and change per game. That works out to about. $7,800 a pitch. Mm. So, good for him. Congrats. Uh, it sucks the Pirates, A, would never pay you that, and B, never let him play his game. So, Yeah, it does kind of suck. Um, even if they did let him play his game and they had won a World Series, he still would have been gone by now. Yeah. I mean, in my wildest dreams where the Pirates, like, get their shit together long enough to win, like, one World Series, they're they're going to blow it up like the Marlins. They're, oh, they're not oh. They're not going to pay, you know like... I would, I would actually... And a lot of people in this town... You would take it. Would take it. If you I went would ahead, take it. If you went ahead and, and bought a World Series like the Marlins did in 97 and 03, and then blew the team up afterwards, I'd take it. Yeah, I seriously would take it with no problem. I'm just I, my point is I'm over Garrett Cole leaving the Pirates. Like we knew it was going to happen. Oh yeah, and we um, and they traded him with two years left on the deal. It was a pleasant surprise that they got like something for him they instead did. of just letting him walk. Yeah, and um, it's nice that he got his ring with the cheating Astros. I guess he didn't get a ring. Wait, he didn't. No. Oh man, that's too bad. No, he wasn't on that team. No. Well, they're still cheaters. Well, I mean, they stole some signs. Who does? They had an signs? elaborate, like garbage can banging scheme. Yeah, I mean, I mean, we'll talk about real cheaters here later. Okay, but we'll uh, that. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so uh, I know what you're saying. Keep a, keep an eye on the off season. What's going on, in Major League Baseball? A lot of guys moving around and so forth, and uh, we'll keep more of an eye on that here. Uh, here, at Bolt Sports. In the meantime, how about the Penguins? They had a good. Uh, Win last night in Calgary. Uh, they have two more games in their Western Canadian swing. Uh, late games are always fun, man. Yeah. Because they're playing uh, uh, fucking what they Edmonton. Play Calgary. They, they, they already the played Calgary, yeah. which is 9 o'clock start. Mm. They play Edmonton, which is 9 o'clock start. Then they play Vancouver, which is 9 o'clock start. Or, sorry, that's 10 o'clock start. Mm. So we get some late games here. So, like... You and I might actually get to watch some hockey mm-hmm. um, uh, here uh, as they're on the road. And then they come uh, with a home-and-home. Home. So they finish with Vancouver before Christmas. They come back to Pittsburgh. Then they go to um, Nashville uh, the 27th-ish. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, 27th. So they play the 27th. In Nashville, and they come back home for a true home and home on the twenty eighth here in uh, Pittsburgh. 
with uh, the Predators, which is pretty good. Uh, Evgeny Malkin scored his 400th career goal uh, last night uh, with Calgary, which puts him into that uh, Penguins elite with yeah. uh, Marilyn Mew, Yammer Yager, Sidney Crosby, and now Malkin uh, to have 400 career goals uh, with the same team, which is quite awesome. Excellent. Pens are dealing with a lot of injuries. Sidney Crosby's still out, though he's been skating for the last week. Uh, and so forth. Brian Dumlin is out. Um, Brian Rust is out. Uh, who else is out? Um, defenseman. Who's the defenseman that's out? Johnson? Uh, he's been healthy scratches, man. Uh, <laughs> but he's out. He's out, but he's been healthy scratches. Uh, but no. How about the goalie rotation right now? Dude, Jari's uh, been on fire. Jari's been on fire. I mean, I, 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 and, and you know, I listen to, to guys on the radio and so forth, and they're like, oh, yeah, you got to go with the hot hand in hockey. You got to go with the hot hand in hockey. And they're like, you got to go with the hot hand, but it's early in the season. You can kind of play them, you know, with and against each other. You know, like, so when you got that home and home coming up, uh, you're going to start Jari in one, and you're going to start Murray in the other. And that's just how it's going to be. Uh, you don't start a goalie, you know, two nights in a row. Um, True enough. Uh, but Jari's been pretty hot right now. And he had, what, 42 periods unscored? No, no, sorry. No, that's a wrong number. Um, 22 periods mm-hmm. uh, unscored on. So... That was pretty amazing in itself. Yeah, uh, and then the Pens kind of went on a tank after that for a minute, but it, it's it's ebbs and flows. And um, and we're here. They're and, in a wild card spot right now. No, they're not in a wild card spot. They they should be. No, they're in the eight seed. That's a wild card spot. No, no, the, the four seed in the division. Oh, so they they moved up. Yeah, the last four. I saw, they were in a wild card spot. But that was, I guess, before they beat Calgary. Yeah, they are, um, I'm pulling it right now, standings. Boom. LA Division. Bruins, Sabres, Leafs, Canadians, Metropolitan, Caps, Islanders, Hurricanes, Pens. Now, of course, you're talking about wild cards because they did do that shit here in the last few years. Yeah, right. That's important. It is. Um, They are the... Let me look at the points totals real quick. Points totals puts the Penguins in a. Ooh. Yeah, that puts them. They're they're in the playoffs if the season ended right now. They have forty four points total, and in the LA division, uh, there's thirty eight, thirty nine, thirty eight, and thirty eight are the two, three, and four spots. And in the Metropolitan Division, the points are the 46, 44, and 44, mm-hmm. which is where the Pens are at. So they're in the playoffs right now if it ended today. It's not going to end today, obviously, because we're coming close to midway point through the season to where they're going to have the All-Star break. And, you know, we always talk about how the hockey season is three seasons. The first part, to get yourself to where you need to be, 
and then after the all-star break to make sure that you're going to be in that top now six position mm-hmm. and not fighting for a wild card spot. How about the Devils? About the we talked. We talked about how the Devils are going to be scary this year because yeah, they, well, they well, added some pieces. Well, they're not. They they weren't. They they had Taylor Hall, former MVP. Yeah, and they added some pieces, and it wasn't working well, out. Taylor so Hall just got traded. He, well, I'm trying to get there. Um, <laughs> you know, like like they had they had this roster that you thought was going to be improved. Um, their goaltending situation completely fell apart, and as a result, they ended up firing their coach and trading Taylor Hall to Arizona. Well, Taylor Hall uh, is gone from the Devils, but in the meantime, they had 33 games played, 11 wins, 17 losses, 5 overtime losses. They're at 27 points. They are in the bottom, bottom of the Metropolitan Division. So, uh, Western Conference-wise, you're looking at the Blues in the top and the Central. Avalanche, Jets, Stars are your top four there. Pacific Division, your Coyotes. The Phoenix Coyotes are leading 44 points. Gold Knights right behind them, and two Oilers and Flames are in the top four. Uh, and you know what? 36 points at the Canucks in the five spot compared to 40 points with the Flames in the four spot. And then the top is the Coyotes at 44. So Rick Tockett's doing a great job down there. Um, they came in and beat up the Pens pretty good. Yeah, they got Phil. I mean, they got Phil. And, and now they got Taylor Hall, too. And now they got Taylor Hall. So, we're going to see how that's going to go. I'm, I'm having a hard time being pulled away from Vegas, but Coyotes might be my new favorite Western team. Well, I mean, you got some Pittsburgh connections. That's that's the whole reason. I, I, that's really you the know? whole reason right there. Rick and Phil. Um, solid guys. They are some solid dudes. So how about you? So how about man, the NFL currently? How about the Pats are at it again? The Pats are at it again. Are they though? You know what? I I I I can't say no. Why would they be filming the Bengals sidelines? So for if you if you've been living under a rock, the <laughs> Bengals were the Bengals had a film crew. In the stadium, shooting footage of the Bengals sideline the week before the Patriots played the Bengals. Okay, they they were at a Bengals-Browns game doing advanced scouting, supposedly. Now... And they were supposed to be doing a TV uh, or or, or a show. They're doing... Sorry, uh, pardon me. They're doing a documentary because the Patriots have this whole, like, video, just like the Steelers have Steelers TV... Right. The Patriots have a video wing and they have, you know, they use contractors sometimes, film crews, to go around and get shots. I don't know. Like, I guess the Patriots are trying to say that they were just there to, like, get some footage that could be used for next week. Um, But they were stopped by league security and Bengal security and they were found to be in possession of footage of the Bengal sideline, which is exactly what Spygate was. Mm-hmm. Ten years ago, was they more than that? More, however many years ago it was, like they were filming the sidelines, looking to figure out like defensive signaling, you know, play calling, like what, what sort of like hand signals are they using? Um, you know, they got in trouble for that. Patriots fans swear that it was nothing, and everyone's just against them. 
Um, then Deflategate happened. It was a different kind of manipulation, but they, they also claimed that it was just a big, big nothing. Um, yeah, but Tom Brady got suspended four games on Deflategate. He did, yeah. And they lost picks over Spygate the first and time And they lost picks over Deflategate, too. And losing picks over Spygate and Deflategate, did that prevent them from winning six Super Bowls? Nope. No, it did not. So, is there any real reason for them to stop cheating? Well, no, because especially since Tom Brady's on his decline, mm-hmm. and he's in the last year of his contract. And you don't necessarily need help to beat the Bengals? No, you don't. But you really need to beat the Bengals when you're in a division race with, with Buffalo. Buffalo. <laughs> because conference record is a tiebreaker. Yeah. So, you know, there's there's that to consider. So I wouldn't put it outside of, like, plausibility. No, not at all. I've like I hear a lot of Boston media. Yeah, I know you do a lot and of Boston. Even work. they aren't <laughs> fully sold on the Patriots' excuse. I mean, like on the one hand, like in the video where the guys like, so the Bengals security guard. Okay, so at one point, the the film crew, somebody from the film crew says, "You're like, going to get in depth. How's your beard? My beard's fine. Okay, because there's a backup I'm good. for you when you're ready. But there's so I'm, I'm getting in depth." Not too in-depth. So on the video, there's a Bengal security and there's the film crew. And they, at one point, asked the film crew, like, what are you doing? And he said that, like, they're filming the sideline for advanced scouting. And the Bengal security guard says, like, the advanced scout isn't in the footage. And, which is preposterous because that's not what advanced scouting is. No. So so I can see where, like, the Patriots could argue, like, look, these are just people out of an abundance of caution, because, like, let's face it, like, if a film crew from the Patriots came into my house, <laughs> I would be like, hey, like, let me, let me, like, make sure you're not, you know, like, what are yeah. you doing? Yeah. Let you me guys, you guys don't have the best yeah. reputation. Yeah. Yeah. Let me red up a little bit. <laughs> yeah. So, no, not red up. I would be like, why are you filming, like, the Patriots typically don't film for, like, altruistic reasons, okay? So... But it seemed to, like, suggest that the the security in the stadium didn't understand what was going on. And that they were either being genuine or they were using that as a smokescreen to cover up what they were actually doing. Like, it could, it could have been like a like a double-double cross, you know? Like, we're, we're here shooting a movie. We're actually shooting a movie of the sideline. That's for advanced scouting purposes only. We can delete it right yeah. now. See, see, those are the things where they talk about, like, we can delete it. We'll just delete it. We'll delete it right in front of you. That's like when you get and caught. And that's where you get when caught. You get, when you're caught and you're like, you didn't, do the, you didn't do the graffiti, but you're more than willing to volunteer to help clean it up, aren't you? Right, yeah. Because you feel guilty as hell yeah, it's like, it's and like, you're look, trying to not like, be look, a suspect. I, I didn't tag the side of the wall. Yeah. But I kind of know who did. Mm-hmm. And uh, I'll help you scrub it off, all right? Like, that's yeah. all. Yeah. So, I mean, you know, it was it was a story on the NBC Nightly News the other day. This isn't just some... Oh, yeah. It's, this isn't it's, just some, like, sports-obsessive no, story. No, like, it's not. It's And there's conspiracy theories yeah. all through this bullshit yeah. and whatnot. And um, Belichick is a mastermind oh, of yeah. cheating, but he's yeah. also, like, a video archivist. Yeah, 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 yeah. So it's possible that he just loves collecting video of, like... People who don't really know what they're doing trying to coach a football game against another team that is Bill Belichick still watches video of the fucking ice bowl. Yeah, I know. I'm sure he does. Mm-hmm. Um, 
How's your uh, fantasy football? I really wish you hadn't brought that up. Sorry. I missed the playoffs. Me too. I have been on fire. Like, I'm in the losers tournaments. Me too! And I'm, I'm probably going to end up with the first overall pick the way up, the way it's going. Me too. I'm in a losers... I'm in a losers... I didn't even want to look at it, but I opened the app to do my um, college picks last segment, and... It shot off all these fireworks. So, so, so I'm just so, like, don't even tell me. But like, apparently, I might, I might have won the weekly prize. So, so you and I recorded two weeks ago, which was the week thirteen. Yeah, which is the end of the fancy football season. Yeah, it was my uh, last chance, and it was my last chance too. And um, you and I did the podcast, and then you left. I went and uh, continued to drink beer and drink whiskey, mm-hmm. and I got drunk. And then I released all my players. <laughs> I went through and released all my players. And I sent a text message to a friend of mine and said, I released all my fantasy football players. Go have fun. And I put a message in my, like, fancy group and said, I released all my players, you fucks. Go have fun. And then somebody's, like, commented back. He's like, Steve apparently released all his players. I don't think this is fair if we pick them all up. No, you can't. In my league, we have a waiver period. And then, and then the commissioner league was like, yes, I see this. Um, Why are you going to cause him problems, Steve? Uh, I, I, I took all of Steve's team and put him back on his own team. Yeah. Like, everybody released, I put him back. I'm like, oh. And I'm like, oh, wait. I didn't realize there was like a loser's bracket. Dude, we even changed the rules this year. <laughs> like, we, we used to have like no postseason transactions allowed like you, you had to have your like plausible backups in place on your bench before you started the playoff rounds right we changed that to i'm not even sure how it's exactly worded but like you can replace but, you can replace players in the cases of like injury or like deactivation right um and we still apparently had the commissioner have to go in and, like, delete a bunch of guys off of rosters because everybody who's, like, actually competing for the thing, I'm just in the loser's bracket. I'm and I'm just like, I'm just going to set my best lineup like I do oh, every Oh, I week. set my best lineup. And, and, I, and I'm, yeah. I'm, yo, I'm blowing through my loser's bracket because, you know what? Last week, Drew Brees had, like, 60 points. This week, Drew Brees had, like, 45 points. Mm-hmm. Julio Jones woke up, apparently. You know, all my players on my team, I'm in my loser's bracket, and I'm scoring, like, 155 points. I'm like, oh, my God. Like, I'm getting, like, best points of the week, but I'm in a loser's bracket. So, that doesn't mean shit. Mm-hmm. So, I'm a little bitter. But, oh, compared to last year, last year, I went undefeated all the way through and won a championship. So, what are you going to do? I know, right? Stuff happens. It's called fantasy football, and if I was a real GM, I'd probably be fired by now. But, anyway... Playoff pushes coming up uh, in the NFL. Uh, the Bills secured their spot with the win over the Steelers. Uh, Tennessee Titans are in the mix with the Steelers for the sixth spot in the Western uh, Conference. Uh, you have Seattle is in that mix uh, with um, sorry, who's that? San, Fr- San-, San Francisco. Yeah, yeah, uh, they're in that mix um, and whatnot. But in the meantime, heavy sigh. Sunday's game was kind of painful. It kind of hurt, but it was enlightening. 
It was enlightening in a good way. Um, Duck had a bad game. He had a bad game. But guess what? They didn't clip his wings. Aw. Because he's going to (coughs) start against the Jets. Yeah. Coming up this weekend. And I feel good about this. And he's going to probably do decent against the Jets, which sets up a showdown between Duck Hodges and Lamar Jackson with possible playoffs on the line. No, it doesn't. It does not set up Duck at Lamar Jackson. Why? Because they're going to bench Lamar Jackson for rest purposes? So, as a Steelers fan, and me doing math in my head, and whatnot, because I'm an idiot like that, because I like to do stupid math, especially when it comes to football situations. Okay. The Steelers need Lay to win. The Steelers need to win this weekend at the Jets. Yeah. This is Le'Veon Bell now at the Jets as a running back against his former team and a team he sat out against and kind of fucked over really hard. Right. He's gonna be really pissed. So the defense gonna be like, "Fuck you, dude! I'm gonna bury you in the ground." Um, hopefully, mm-hmm. is what we're hoping for. Um. The Jets really don't have too many offensive weapons. The Jets' defense is kind of soft. They're ranked at like the 29th spot right now. Yeah. Um, The Steelers should win this game. Should win this game. I'm not saying they will. Mm -hmm. They should. Now, we as Steelers fans need the Ravens to win this week. Because if the Ravens win this week... That secures them a second spot, if not a first spot, to the playoffs, which would guarantee them a bye. One or two gets one and two get a bye, and so forth. If the Ravens lose this week, they have to win the following week, which will put them against the Steelers to secure their spot for a bye. We need the Ravens to win this week so that they don't have to play the Steelers. For a buy, if they win this week, then when we play the Ravens, they sit Lamar Jackson and mm-hmm. everybody else down there, and it's like the third string plays the third string. Yeah, is what it comes down to. So actually, we need the Ravens to win this week. Also, we would like the Buffalo Bills to beat New England this week. Always, and also in the AFC. Uh, the um, Titans this week are playing the New Orleans Saints. Then after that, they have to play the Houston Texans. So, things are lining up for the Steelers. I'm not saying the Steelers can lose a game. But, if they did, they would need some help. Mm-hmm. They really need to win out. Yeah, they need to win out. They need to win out. But they they, they, they don't they, have they if, can beat the Jets and not worry they, so much about the Ravens. If they lose a game, if they if the Steelers lose against the Jets, then they really have to beat Baltimore and other things have to happen. Yeah. And that that involves Houston beating Tennessee. Also the Raiders need to lose. Um there's there's a whole mess of scenarios, but as, as it stands right now, the Steelers are still in the seat that they want to be in. Um, 
beating Buffalo on Sunday night, like, for, for as big of a game as it was, that really only would have gotten them, like, the fifth wild card, like, the fifth seed as opposed to the sixth seed. Um, it's, like, the difference between playing the Chiefs versus playing the Texans, it's not in, insignificant. Um, but they're not going to, like, miss the playoffs because they lost to the Bills. Agree? Agree. They're not going to... Uh... That being said, like that game was theirs for the taking. If they could have just avoided mistakes like bad interceptions. Like four interceptions. Um I mean the defense did pretty good to to hold Buffalo to ten points for most of the game until like a final drive was required of somebody. Somebody had to win that game. Okay. Yeah. Seventeen to ten, it could have easily been thirteen ten Steelers. So this is uh my personal thought is uh again, Tomlin's Bad clock management. Yeah. Tomlin's bad clock management. All right, so he didn't piss me off taking the timeouts on the defensive side of the ball to stop the clock and then had the defense stop the offense. Mm-hmm. Uh, the clock management came into, I don't know if it was him in the helmet or if it was Duck. They wasted a lot of time on that last drive with under two minutes left driving down and he's wasting time. They could have spiked the ball. Yeah, you wasted down, but whatever. There was, you know, and then the play call with Washington was wide open over on the right side and he went to some dude wearing a number right now (laughs) on the left side. Uh, I don't know what was he thinking, but... Tomlin's time management is is really critical, and and not only me, a lot of people think that. No, and that's been a, a uh, and that's been an issue for years. Yeah. Not just now, but it's been an issue for years. So uh, we'll see how that goes. Um, but like I said, you know, we we could we could break down this Buffalo game in excruciating detail. Oh, but. It doesn't really matter that much in the grand scheme of things. Like, again, like, would they have been happier playing at Houston versus at Arrowhead? Like, undoubtedly. Undoubtedly. Um, I, I, I don't know. I mean... They've still, they've still exceeded expectations given what, what happened with... Um, the Steelers can still miss the playoffs. They could, absolutely. Yeah. And And... And but they honestly, can't finish worse than 500. Right, which then that makes Tomlin... He's never had a losing season. never had a losing season. So even if he wins one more game out of the next two, he'll have a complete winning season. If they win, if they win one game... Out of the next two... Make the playoffs and lose to Patrick Mahomes in the first round. That's still not as bad as losing to Tim Tebow. Ugh. Damn you. Um, like, I'm just saying, like, I have a healthy perspective on this. I got yelled at by my dad for that game. Well, everyone should get yelled at by their dad now and then. <laughs> because... But, like, you're not Tim Tebow, so I don't see why your dad would uh, be yelling at you about that game. Well, because... You're not you're not Dick LeBeau. Well, because we were running... We, we, we ran a bingo, and we had the TV in the back of the bingo hall. Mm. 
and whatnot. I see. And it's bingo related. Yeah, I get it. it. Okay, well, yeah, say yeah. no more. All right. So my mom's calling <laughs> bingo. My dad's in the money room. I'm selling strip tickets and whatnot. The TV's on the back. It's the Tim Tebow game, and so forth. And ah, oh, dude, didn't realize. And then, <laughs> um, and, and we're we're sitting there, and and I'm in the middle of selling strip tickets. And then Tim Tebow throws that pass, and then it's like, boom, boom, touch. I'm like, and I just scream in the bingo hall, like, fuck! You got no better, man. <laughs> and my dad's you got no like, better. And, and my dad's in the money room. He's like, and my dad doesn't yell. Mm. He's like, it's just a game. Stop! <laughs> and then there's like all the old ladies in the bingo hall that were listening in their earpiece. They were like, you ruined it! <laughs> Because I was watching the TV. Oh, yeah. And they've got the delay. <laughs> the delay. So you, you pissed off your dad for different reasons altogether, yeah, but yeah, you pissed yeah, off yeah, everybody yeah, basically at the yeah, same time. Yeah. But good job. Yeah. Good job. But yeah. So it happens. What are you going to do? Uh, I think this weekend the Steelers go into uh, New York, um, which is actually um, East Rutherford, New Jersey. Uh, to play the Jets, uh, yeah, it's a big, uh, it's, it's a game. The Steelers need to win this game, and they need to do well. Uh, Le'Veon Bell is now the running back there. What are you going to do? Shit happens, okay? Uh, he left the team. He decided to leave the team. He could have made a lot of money with the Steelers, and then still left. But... He made the decision to leave that on the table. He's an idiot. Um, what is going to happen this weekend? I'm not sure. I think that the Steelers will pull this game out. It's going to be tight. It's going to be in the Meadowlands, which is not the Meadowlands anymore. Sorry, I had to take a sip. But, um, who knows? We'll see what goes on. Um... And we'll go from there. In the meantime, though, folks, thank you very much for listening to Matt and I ramble on about really good sports. For uh, we're on extra time now. Yeah, we're, we've gone we've gone a little long, but we we had a very extensive foray into college bowl season. Yeah, we did. Um, we you did. will not you we will not be updating you on these games. You are on your own. Yeah, you're on to your own. Follow update. the outcomes. Yep. Um, I mean, so I don't pull, don't come crying to me if you miss the Buffalo game, right? It's coming up real soon. I mean, I might pull. I might, we might pull out a few things like, "Hey, bold day." Yeah, there, we'll, we'll talk you know. about the playoff. We might talk oh, about yeah. the New Year's games, but like like you said, we gotta we gotta get get our heads together on our Christmas schedule because that week kind of yeah, this week's kinda, it's not a it's not a conducive Christmas to people who work in the service industry. No, not at all. Um, Christmas falls midweek. We're like, fuck off. <laughs> Yeah, so you're you're night, went, you're, went, hey, I would imagine hey. for you, it's like your your nights off are easy to get, but then like you just got to go like start up again as soon as Christmas is over. Yeah, it's like, like like I'm missing like four shifts. Oh, you're you're missing you're missing <laughs> shifts, but they're not like it's better than if Christmas were to fall on like a Saturday. Yeah, right. True, true. For me, but, like I I don't lose a shift because of Christmas. I still no. work on Christmas. Yeah, I know. Um, but it doesn't get any easier, like for you, like after Christmas, because that's like when oh, yeah. everybody's out spending money. Exactly. Hammered. Yeah. Um, you know, and 
it's 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 weird in the uh you know and then about a week after christmas i'm dead mm-hmm. so i'll be like oh my boss is like hey thanks for working 75 hours last week mm-hmm. um now you're down to 12 i'm like well, if fuck you, off if you sleep <laughs> through the like uh the, the bowl game on the monday night oh no, the, the, the monday, week like, before Jan- the championship like january 8th yeah, it's like, it's like whatever game that is. Like no, nobody's gonna like hold your feet to the fire. Uh, um, certainly right. not on this podcast. Yeah. So, um, but no, Matt and I have. Uh, I mean, Christmas falls on a Wednesday, right? So we yeah. normally and we're recording on a Wednesday. We like to record on a Tuesday, either a Tuesday or a Wednesday. Tuesday, or Wednesday, preferably is when we like to record. We might record on a Monday. It's Just not saying. gonna go over big if I record on Christmas Eve. Heard. Yeah. Uh, by the way, not gonna go over big for me either. <laughs> um, but yeah, we uh, all we, have multiple audiences. We, we 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 might record on a Monday night. We might record we might. on a Tuesday afternoon with no booze. Go figure. What's that about? Well, we, wait, could do, no. we could do a Boxing Day special. Ooh, I could I could Ooh. I could break down the soccer. But even that, they like have spaced out because of television. Yeah. Used to be every team played on the day after Christmas. Right, and this was as recently as even like when I started following it like ten years ago. Like now that they got this NBC deal, like there there will be games like some on Boxing Day, but then some the day after, and like a few extra here. Like they play thirty nine games televised, thirty nine games in like a two week period. So like if you feel like there's more soccer on than usual, like you are correct, and there's more college football. And we already bored you to tears with our thoughts on that today. So, like I said, you're on your own. Watch the games or don't. Don't come crying to me if you think there's too many games. If you listen to this podcast, then, like, you know we think there's also too many games. And we still picked everyone because we're hopeless. (laughs) Heard that. Thank you very much, folks. And uh, check us out at uh, Bold PGH Sports on the Twitter. uh, At Bold PGH on the Instagram. At Bold Pittsburgh on facebook and uh we'll be back next week with some more hot takes and more sports talk and find my twitter like personal twitter also because like i'm not i'm serious i'm not joking if anybody wants to do a double feature this weekend with the star wars movie and cats oh like maybe we could get some hallucinogens involved like (laughs) i haven't eaten mushrooms for a while yeah well just saying like someone wants to get weird man like you know where to find me so he's not gonna he's not gonna say i'll say mm tasty yeah, at, at M-M-T-A-S-T-E-E. Yep, M-M-T-A-S-T-E on the Twitter. I'm at Steve Fernald on the Twitter, and both of us are at Bold PJ Sports on the Twitter. All right, folks, thank you very much. We'll have a great night. Enjoy yourselves, and uh, we'll be back next week uh, at some point uh, with an episode. Yeah, we'll do it. Uh, and get it done. Have a great night. Enjoy it. All right, peace. Hey, Ians, thanks for listening to Bold Sports. You can always listen at Sorgatron Media on Stitcher, iTunes, or wherever you uh, love to listen to podcasts. Make sure to catch us every Wednesday for your recap and breakdown of your favorite local sports and news of the weekend with the upcoming game expectations. You can contact us at Steve Fernald on Twitter, at MMTacy on Twitter, or at BoldPGH on Twitter. Hashtag Bold Sports. Bold Pittsburgh on the Facebook or boldpgh.com.